This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, March 28th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning when Will Smith marched onto the Oscars stage and smacked Chris Rock. The unpredictable moment served as a jarring interruption to Hollywood's feel-good celebration. But once Smith returned moments later to accept his first-ever Academy Award, he delivered a tearful apology for an act sure to overshadow his milestone achievement. Uh, he seized the opportunity during Sunday night's awards to speak on being a fierce defender, just like his tennis dad character, Richard Williams, from King Richard. Smith felt like the protector of many, including his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, after Chris Rock made a joke joke about her appearance that didn't sit right with him. The exchange began when Rock took aim at Pinkett Smith's shaved head, saying, Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. Rock's reference was made from the 1997 film G.I. Jane, starring Demi Moore, who shaved her head to portray a fictional Navy SEAL uh, candidate. Pinkett Smith revealed in 2018 that she was diagnosed with alopecia. She has often discussed the challenges of her hair loss on Instagram and other social media platforms, so the joke missed badly. Yeah, well, I was watching it live, and it was, I was confused, as a lot of people sure. were, and I'm thinking, okay, is this a, a playful little thing? Uh, and it was one of those things where you're, you're like reeling. I had no idea that, uh, you know, obviously we watched someone get assaulted live on television, but uh, that uh, Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia. alopecia. I didn't yeah. either. Uh, yeah. You know, she rocks that look so well. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about this a couple times yeah. today. We'll, uh, we'll 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 cover it now quickly, and then we'll cover some more of the Oscars in a little while. And then I think we'll have a little discussion later on about that. Most likely, I think we have to because it was intense. Uh-huh. Uh, this will forever, whatever yeah. you say, this yes. will be known as the Oscar telecast yep. where yep. Will Smith bitch slapped Chris Rock. Yeah. And yep. that's it. And yeah. it's such a shame everything he... else overshadowing Coda. I know and everything else. Oh. Yep, you're overshadowed. Right. Yep. Uh, Smith walked onto the stage from his front row seat and took a swing at Rock with an open palm, generating a loud smack. Smith, uh, Smith walked back to his seat and shouted for Rock to leave Pinkett Smith alone. Rock replied that he was making a GI Jane joke, and Smith yelled back at him a second time. During a commercial break, Denzel Washington and a few others escorted Smith to the side of the stage. Uh, the two talked and hugged. Smith shared what Washington told him. Uh, he said that Denzel Washington said, at your highest moment, be careful because that's when the devil comes for you. He also said, you better run now because <laughs> they're going to press charges. They're going <laughs> to arrest you. You better run. I'm Remember a- me in training day? You need to become that guy now. <laughs> I'm hoping the Academy invites me back, Will Smith said as he concluded his onstage remarks. A representative for Rock didn't immediately respond to an email seeking comment. <laughs> an overnight water main break caused some issues for some residents and businesses in Center City, Philadelphia. It happened in the 1200 block of Spook. Spruce Street at 5.30 a.m. on Sunday. A spokesperson for the Philadelphia Water Department said emergency crews responded to a reported leak in the street and shut down a 12-inch water main. Approximately 45 properties were without water, including the University of the Arts students who live in the dorms on Spruce Street. As of Sunday night, power and water services were restored, but they're saying residents in the area are being asked to report any damage to the water department. 
China began locking down most of its largest city in Shanghai on Monday as a coronavirus outbreak surges and questions about the economic toll of the nation's zero COVID strategy. Shanghai, uh, the financial district and nearby areas will be locked down from early Monday to Friday as citywide mass testing gets underway, the local government said. In the second phase of the lockdown, the vast downtown will then start its own five-day lockdown on Friday. Residents will be required to stay at home and deliveries will be left at checkpoints to ensure that there is no contact with the outside world. Offices and all businesses not considered essential will be closed and public transport uh, suspended. Already many communities within the city of 26 million have been locked down with their residents required to submit a multiple uh, multiple tests for COVID-19. The Disney theme park uh, is among the businesses that closed earlier. Uh, Shanghai detected another 3,500 cases of infection on Sunday, though all but 50 were people who tested positive but not showing signs uh, or symptoms of COVID-19. China categorizes such cases separately from confirmed cases, those people who are sick leading to much lower totals in daily reports. China has reported more than 56,000 infections nationwide this month with a surge in the northeastern province of Jilin accounting for most of them. All right, in sports this morning. Devin Booker scored 35 points. Chris Paul had 19 points and 14 assists in the best team in the NBA. The Suns won their eighth straight game, beating the Sixers 114 to 104 last night what in the Phoenix. F- is this? The game was a matchup between two teams with an eye on the finals. The Suns wrapped up the number one seed in the Western Conference and have the best record in the league, while the Sixers are competing with Milwaukee, Boston, and Miami for the top spot in the East. The loss left the Sixers tied with the Bucks a half a game behind the Celtics and the Heat. What the, f- is that? the Sixers play the Bucks in South Philly tomorrow night. Tip off will be at seven o'clock. Tanner Janot uh, scored with a minute 19 remaining in, to lead the Predators to a 5-4 win over the Flyers last night in Nashville. What the f- is this? Travis yeah. Sandheim, Joel Farabee, Max Willman, and James Van Riemsdyk scored for the Flyers, who have lost three of four. The road trip continues tomorrow night with a game in Minnesota against the Wild. The puck will drop at 8 o'clock. And in men's college basketball, the final four is set. Villanova and Duke both won on Saturday, and yesterday UNC and Kansas also won to advance to New Orleans. North Carolina and Duke have played each other 257 times since 1920, and the 258th matchup will be the first one ever to take place the NCAA tournament. North Carolina and Duke are located eight miles apart and have combined for 248 NCAA tournament wins, and after number eight-seeded UNC easily beat the 15-seeded St. Peter's last night in South Philly, the Blue Devils and Tar Heels will now face each other in the Final Four. Jay Wright and the Villanova Wildcats, who beat Houston by six on Saturday night, will take on on the top seed in the West region, the uh, Kansas Jayhawks, on Saturday at 6 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Not a whole lot to talk about today. <laughs> I was telling Kathy in, in our <laughs> office, I'm like, there's too much. There's too much going on. It was a weekend of incredible highs and incredible lows. Nova it goes to uh, Final Four yeah, again. Wonderful. Fantastic. Huge. Yeah. B- huge blow. Taylor Hawkins dead out of nowhere. Um, and that, we were all texting like crazy with each other over the weekend, just blown away by that. And obviously, a couple of things going on into regard to that. Um, uh, we're going to suspend the um, MM March Madness today out of uh, respect for Taylor uh, and a musical tribute. We are, we're we're going to move that till tomorrow. So that yeah. is a shifting date. 
We on the President Steve Show are going to play nothing but Foo Fighters music this morning. Obviously, we're going to stop and talk about Taylor and his legacy and yeah. all that. <clears throat> and there's some terrible uh, information that's coming out of Bogota as well yeah. uh, concerning um, uh, toxicology reports and things like that. It's just it's it's just it's, it's sad all the way around. There's so much uh, negativity with that, but we can focus on the great music and the wonderful smile that he had and that energy and so forth. But we're going to talk about that, obviously. And last night with the Oscars, uh, we, I was looking forward to talking about the fact that Coda won all these great awards because I love that, that movie. That story's changed. And Dune, too. Won Dune tons of did awards. very well, yeah. I love that film. Uh, <laughs> but something else happened there last night. <laughs> oh, my God. We were, uh, so I watched the whole thing live, and I'm, 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 and actually during commercials, I'd switch over. Dune was on HBO, so yeah, I was going yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, this is uh, this is pretty pleasant. It's it's moving along. I like what they're doing here. It's, okay, I think we're going to wrap up this evening with a couple of stories and awards to talk about. And when that happened, what? Like, what? <laughs> Steve, what time did that happen? How late? That was, was later it? on. This like three quarters of the way through because it was just minutes, about about twenty minutes before, fifteen minutes before Will Smith. Got won hit. the best. Right. 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 Oh, Will Smith won an award. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here? yeah. All right. So we're we're obviously, like I said, at the top here. We're gonna we're gonna cover this in chunks. When we when we come back with the entertainment report, we're gonna go through some of the specifics of the awards that were won and things like that. And yeah. and we'll we'll touch and we'll play the audio of the uh, of if you're if you're just waking up and you did not hear, Will Smith smacked the crap. <laughs> Out of Chris Rock live on television, it was not a joke. No, and it was wild. So, and then we're gonna have to talk about the details of that later on in a little bit more. Why that discussion. might not have been a good call? Uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we'll get into all that. There's a lot to get to, obviously. So, uh, oh, and a new word of the week prize. Hey, four <laughs> pack of tickets in the front row Ooh. for uh, an early access pit passes for. Monster Jam, which is going to be Saturday, April sixteenth. All the best monsters the monster? will be there at Lincoln Financial Field. But it's a it's a monster truck competition. Oh, so. I thought it was a breakfast jam. Uh, no, 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 not like uh, marmalade yeah. or anything like that. No, no, this is, it's. Yes, it's made of. We have some monster. Jam. It's made of like Wolfman. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, Frankenstein. Is there a little bit of creature from the Black Lagoon in this. No, sir. I, I think you're tasting the mummy, but that's close. All right. So anyhow, Monster Jam. We'll do uh, front row tickets for that. So, and we have some other things to give away as well. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. Uh, we'll do the stupid question, and then we'll dive into the uh, the full Oscars report. Stay with us. We'll return shortly. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. This traffic report brought to you. It's brought to you. Sing it up. Sing it, girl. Come on. <laughs> Whole Foods Market. It's beautiful. Give five yellow mangoes yes. for $5 through April 5th. Plus an extra 10% off for Prime members while supplies last. Learn more on the Whole Foods Market app. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. For those who don't know Kathy as she's <laughs> wrapping up the traffic, there's a little pause as she has to switch screens to go and see who the sponsor is. I think the singing is a wonderful way <laughs> okay. to stretch out that yeah, yeah, little okay. two-second pause. <laughs> Brought to you by... It is great. It's an arcane... Like, you can't know... 
Like, you know, like at the last second. Well, yep. and sometimes with this computer, like sometimes it pops right up and it's there and yeah. it's good to go. And other times it like just takes a little while. So sing that's, sing. that's sing. when it gets Sing a song. <laughs> sing out loud. Sing out strong. Uh, by the way, real quick text before we move on. It says, hey, did you guys see the moon this morning? Can we talk about how awesome it was? I would like to point out that those of us who have, uh, oh, the pleasure of waking up pre-dawn <laughs> for years and years and years from time to time get to see some pretty beautiful things. We do. As the sun is coming up. And that was definitely... Only one of them, a sliver moon on the horizon today. So we're glad we could share that with you. All right, uh, stupid question today. We're going to give away a $50 Metro Diner gift card. Uh, the question that I have for you is this. Let's see if you can get this correct. What color eggs do peacocks lay? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. What color... What color eggs do peacocks lay? 215-263-WMMR. Birthdays to mention, Monday, March 28th. It is Lady Gaga's birthday. She was a presenter last night. She, she came was. out with Liza Minnelli. Yeah, she had to help Liza Minnelli. Well, yes. Uh, she got oh, a little God. confused. She had uh, Liza, who's a wheelchair-bound, uh, had these cards as to what she was supposed to say yeah. and read, and she got them mixed up. Aww. And Lady Gaga... You're doing it wrong! And she, 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 you old fool! She berated her on stage oh, pretty hard. Well, she no. wanted to oh, up Will God. Smith. Yeah. She was lovely and she helped her out. I really she like slapped her. her in the face. I like her a lot. Lady Gaga? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, and uh, she, when she was in that kind of really bizarre experimental mm-hmm. stage earlier in her career, I was like, this shit's kind of weird. Yeah, but, I, but I you like ended up liking now. her. Yeah. What was her, what was her a male alter ego? Joey. Oh, oh Joey yeah, Fon. That was weird. No, Calderon. 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 Yeah. 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 But I mean, I listen. What what really won me over was *A Star Is Born*. Yeah, that great. movie totally. is fantastic, and she and is she excellent. stopped like hiding herself after that. You know what I mean? With these like different alter egos yeah. and right. costumes and all that. And the way she has been treating and sort of lovingly caring for Tony Bennett. Right. Yeah. right. Very nice. So she's 36 today. Uh, it's Reba McIntyre's birthday today. She was here last night. Uh, the country singer, was she? Yeah, yeah she, okay. she sang, right? Yep. Mm. She is and a- uh, Will Smith punched her. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, yo, dude. <laughs> she is 67 today. Watch that become like the Hollywood honor. Uh-huh. Be punched in the face. <laughs> Did you get Will punched Smith. too? Yeah. Right. Uh, Vince Vaughn has his birthday today. The actor turns 52 years old. Uh, Julia Stiles of uh, things like 10 Things I Hate About You and The Born Identity. She is 41. Uh, director Brett Ratner, is uh, he's the guy who brought us uh, the Rush Hour movies, uh, Red Dragon. Uh, he did X-Men Last Stand. Eh. Uh, but uh, he is 53 today. There are moments in that movie that are decent. Yeah. There, there are moments that are staggeringly outlandish. Like if you want to get out to Alcatraz <laughs> Island, he just moves the Golden Gate Bridge over. I'm like, <laughs> right, right, dude, right. There's like fairies leaving every ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, Shanna Mokler, the beauty queen, ex-wife of Blink 182's Travis Barker. Yeah. And uh, they've been on the news a lot, back and forth. Yep. Uh, she is 47 today. Uh, and then the last birthday that I saw is uh, actor Nick Frost. I love that guy. Uh, he turns uh, 50 years old. We've had him in the studio. Yeah, yeah. we have. Do, do we have he and? Uh, Simon, Simon, yes. and Simon Pegg, and we also had uh, 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 the, the director uh, Edgar Wright. Okay, yep. right, yeah, yep. So uh, Nick is celebrating his fiftieth birthday today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. And uh, what color eggs do peacocks lay? 
215-263-WMMR. 215 I'll go do Sarah, see if we can get the answer. Hey, uh, Sarah, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Sarah. Do you know the answer? It's like a light pale brown. Nope, it's incorrect. Thank oh. you, Don. All right. Uh, let me go to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Good. Ryan, what color eggs do peacocks lay? Pink. Pink. No, incorrect. Uh, uh, we will go to Eddie. I don't know what you're doing. Next, really. hey, Eddie, good morning. Okay. I am sick of these monkey fighting. Uh, wait. Yeah, whatever. You know. Monday to Friday plane. Monday to Friday plane. All right, Eddie, what color eggs do peacocks lay? They don't lay eggs. Thank you. Trick question. Peahens lay eggs. Eddie, thank you for picking up on that. We're going to give you a $50 Metro Diner gift card. You can get hooked up every Friday and enjoy the gold standard in fish and chips at Metro Diner, including their newest fried shrimp and fried seafood platter. Mm -hmm. Available for dine-in, pick-up, or order online at MetroDiner.com. All right, so... What do we do? Uh, All right. uh, Number one movie was Lost City at the box office. I'm going to go through the rest of those. There's so much to talk about with what happened at the Oscars last night. Should we dive right into the Will Smith thing and then maybe go through the winners? Well, here's the deal. Because we're going to talk at length more about Will Smith. Let's talk Oscars and first. Chris go, through, go through the actual Oscars and then move from Chris Rock because I know there's also a conversation along with that that you want to get to. Correct. And I think we're going right. to have to do that later on. I think we're yeah. going to have to. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so what do you want to cover here first? Just- All right. So if you want to go down the um, the list of the, of the moments, we have a, lo- a lot of clips. Um, we could, you know, go through the Oscars. And, and uh, if you want to listen, I, I, throw a... Flip a coin. Here's here's what I'll do. They're all, all right. big, for here, Christ's sake. Here's what I'll do. I'll, we'll, we'll touch on the Will Smith thing real quick here. Yeah. In case you missed out on it, we're going to talk about the rest of the Oscars. And when we break and come back, we got to we got to get more deep into just too the, much the whole Will Smith thing. So real everybody's quick, talking about it. We'll, we'll play some of the audio of what happened. Uh, it was uh, for the presentation of the best. Um, a documentary. documentary film, and it was Chris Rock that was doing the the uh, some jokes beforehand. He makes a comment uh, to Jada Pinkett Smith, and I'll play that for you. So he's doing a little he's doing a little bit of a of a monologue. He's yes. doing a little bit of stand up. He's he's talk, joking and had joked about uh, Javier Bardem and a few other people. And everyone was enjoying it. It was it was going along rather nicely. Yeah. So let me get he's up. Good at what he does. To this part where no, that was 2016. Yeah. No. No. This is it. I, I had it. Uh, this is bleeped. This is when he gets up and smacks him. Okay, let's just play it and see what we yeah. have. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> so she has a really, really tight, all the way down, shaved down hairdo. Yeah. And that's the reference. He's right. just making a joke about that. And uh, She I, didn't like it either. You could see it on her face. Like she, she rolled her eyes. Yeah, you she heard did. the audience laugh, though. Mm-hmm. But he was, la- he was smiling. Will Smith was smiling. Yeah, he was smiling. Up until that point. And I think he saw her, and that's when things changed. Yeah. And then he walked up on stage, and he smacks Chris Rock a full-on Audibly. whap. Audibly. Yeah, so. Audibly. <laughs> <laughs> That was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Oh. And then Will starts come he starts walking up and then yep. you hear Chris comment. Oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Can rewind it a little bit. Sure. Just yep, yep. I'm out here. Oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. That was it right there. Bang. Wow. 
Wow. So so the the hand is cocked back at a distant. Uh, you know, he's he's about I'd say about three more than sixty percent back. Swings and and connects. Yep. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. And at this point, people thought at that point that it might have been a setup, a, right. a fake movie slap, uh-huh. that he didn't really hit him. And so he comes back and then he starts yelling, get your wife, get, get my wife's name out of your effing mouth. And people still laugh. And when he does it a second time, even louder, that's when people are like, OK, stops. this is not a joke. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your f- no! I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I could, oh, okay. That was the greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. So we are here to uh, give a documentary out, to give an Oscar out. For- yeah, and he's shaking after yeah. that, obviously. Yeah, and, but the, the, he, he managed to, he could have just walked off and said, I, I'm, why yeah. did no one... He kept going. I, I was just attacked. Yeah. You know, why is nobody doing anything? Yeah. But he stayed up and completed the the yep. um, uh, the thing. And Smith's sitting in the in the, in the the seat, and uh, and he proceeds. But he, he got back on course. I mean, he's obviously trained to handle hecklers, but probably not a smack a in the smack face. A smack in the yeah. face. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, uh-huh. So let me ask, does, do the comedians write their own jokes? Like, did Chris Rock write that joke? I'm sure they let... Yeah, they would let a Chris Rock... They would review it, right? Yeah. yeah. And a, guy, thinking, and a guy like, like Chris Rock, a, a seasoned veteran, is going to do his own material. His own, okay, I fine. I will right. also bet that Chris Rock is unaware that she has alopecia. Right. I, yeah. I, I can't yeah. imagine yeah. you would get up in front of an Oscar audience and make fun of someone for having an autoimmune disease. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I can't believe I actually witnessed this, but I had no idea mm. that I witnessed it because everything had cut out. Well, yes. Yeah, Case oh, didn't know it had happened. So over in, for example, we have one, the uh, Japanese feed. The Japanese audience heard everything in, intact. Right. And, and around the world where it wasn't, because I saw Case live, when uh, Will Smith got back to his seat, he mouths. You can see he's yelling. That's cut out. Yeah. And then everything else, they cut to sort of like a... a, a, a uh, 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 sort of a staccato shot of Chris Rock that kept that replayed once. Right. I think it was their delay, whatever their delay mechanism so did was. Did you see the the slide? Because here's, yes. here's the deal: I'm watching the audio completely cuts out. Right. And as the audio cuts out, I just kind of like stop paying no, the, attention. The slap was caught and and was televised live. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's the meat. That's the big stuff. That's what happened. <laughs> that's right. what we're going to talk about, and we're going to get into that. Nothing much. Uh, not yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. No. We're going we're gonna to get into that a little bit later on. I want to go through the awards, and that's probably going to take up all of our entertainment report, to be honest. But you've got to know. Here, I'll tell you what. Amy Schumer comes out later on, President. I don't know if you saw it, but the um, she had out a Spider-Man costume on. Yeah. At, you know, earlier on, she comes out, and she goes, what did I miss? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so good. She oh. was good. She uh, was really good. Yeah. I, I agree. All right, so anyhow, outside of that, which I said we're gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna chat at length about here in a little bit, um, some awards were handed out, so we can go through. Yes, there some, were some of that. It was stuff. actually overall, I thought, kind of a decent thing. They were they were they were because of the layout of, of the set, they were quicker to the stage. Mm. Um, things were moving a little bit faster than I thought. They you know they were keeping on track. You're right. Happy. They did they did get up to the stage quickly oh. when they won. Yeah, which mm. was uh, which was good. So uh, let me go through some of the awards because uh, big winners last night were Coda, 
uh, and Dune as far as taking home a number of, yeah. uh, of trophies. In fact, Coda won all three of its nominations. Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Supporting Actor, which went to uh, Troy Kotzer. Um, and out of ten nods, Dune took home six of them, and they're mostly for you know visual effects and cinematography and sound and things like that. And uh, did it did Dune win for? Uh, no, it didn't win for any screenplay adaptation. No, okay. So let me let me go through. This was uh, in no particular order. These were the awards that were won. Best picture went to Coda. Yeah, which I was very happy about. That was my you know uh, we were talking about actually having seen a few of the movies right. this time around and being having a vested interest. <laughs> it makes in it. it a lot more. And fun. I was I've watched the movie multiple times, so I was happy about that. Um, actor in a leading role went to Will Smith, and in a little while we'll play... You know, I guess we can play okay. some of the acceptance speech because he he apologizes, but he doesn't apologize to Chris Rock. No. That's, okay, that's what I was wondering, because they <sighs> say that he apologizes, but... Not to Chris. He apologized to the Academy, to his fellow nominees, and okay. things like that. And and the reason, and I think he was starting to become aware that there is this uh, there on um, there is this thing that the the Academy has adopted a zero violence oh yeah. tolerance policy. They might zero. take it away from them. And it was it was a uh, like from born of the Me Too generation. Anyone had, anyone had yep. a history of that? Or later mm. on, they were going to. So here's it happened live, and he he goes in and he's it's a lengthy speech. And Preston's right though. He's apologizing to everyone but Chris Rock. Here we go. Richard Williams um, was a fierce defender of his family. Oh, and by the way, that's him justifying what what he did as well, defending his family. (laughs) In this time in my life, in this moment, I am overwhelmed by what God is calling on me to do and be in this world. Beat up Chris Rocks. <laughs> and what I loved, thank you, D. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. Yeah, whatever. You can't control your own emotions. It's like... I want to be a vessel for love. I want to say thank you to Venus. Well, it's not. It's not resonating. No. It's especially you have so many things going on here. The audience that laughed at that joke, they all laughed when he said, "You know, uh-huh. they're there and they're like, all right, what are we? Uh, uh, you're a ve- be a vessel of love." Which we part, just saw that. Yeah. Which part of the speech was written before the slide, <laughs> and which part was adapted to when he actually had to go up and accept the award? Well, I know we're going to talk about it later, but yeah. I think a huge part of this is um, women that lose their hair, and and I think maybe he was smiling at first and then realized um, w- how upset his wife is. Yeah. Like, a woman losing her hair is. Uh, it's more devastating than people think. No, absolutely. Yep. I, I, and again, I say I would be. Uh, and uh, listen, I don't know the specifics of this, but I I find it hard to believe that um, Chris Rock knew that that he had. Uh, oh, that right. She had and listen, I don't think it warrants him walking up and slapping somebody right, yeah. in the face. No right. way. I, I'm just saying that no. that's where it's coming out. You're of. absolutely right. Yeah. 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 And I mean, let's uh, not forget that Will Smith is a vessel for of love. love. Yeah, right. love. And Serena, yeah, so. I just spit. I hope they didn't see that on TV. <laughs> Um, well, I want to say thank you to Venus and Serena and the tire. 
They're both both for the, the families there. So everything that that has happened, this movie that honors their father, and they they're the executive producers of the movie. They wanted his story told. That's now just been yeah. like oh, overshadowed. No. Yep. Williams family for entrusting me with your story. That's what I want to do. I want to be an ambassador <laughs> of that kind of love mm. and care and concern. Um, I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my all my fellow nominees. Yep, but not Chris. But not Chris okay, I, I will begin that ambassadorship tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> actress in a leading role went to Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Terry Faye, which, which honestly is excellent, solid performance. I, mm-hmm. I I thought they're probably you know I haven't seen all of them, but it was a really good performance. I don't know, but hey, good for her. Yeah, she was great. Uh, animated feature film went to Encanto. My daughter had to have been delighted by. I have to see it now. You, you, um, you, where'd you fall on it? I, um, I kind of, I, I lost where the story was going while I was watching it at the time, uh, and I didn't love it as much. I didn't dislike it yeah. or anything like that, but my daughter just absolutely loved it. But the music is great in it. It's we, uh, visually, it's beautiful. We have clips. I don't know if at any point yeah. you want to play, but they actually did perform the live version of the song that makes you cry. I know. I was getting yeah. ready to go to bed, and, and my daughter's like, it's, it's your favorite song. Come here. <laughs> so I went watch it, and sure enough, I got choked up <laughs> while they were playing this. Uh, you know. <laughs> And it's two caterpillars, is that what it is? Two caterpillars, yeah. I just I love the melody, it's yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Will didn't like it. So, uh, yes. Take the caterpillars out your mouth. Jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> didn't Chris Rock create a documentary about black hair? Yes. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Boy. Okay. Uh, Sorry. There's so much shit. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack here. Oh, okay. We're, we're going to come back yeah, to it. Yeah, yes. know, right, yeah. Come on, right. man. Yeah. Let me get through this. We still have 44,000. Swear to God, I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> Swear to God. No. Oh, All we right. should do that. Stop throwing the entertainment break out your mouth. We should try and come up with the the one time where we wanted to punch each other in the face the most. Okay. All, All right. right. Maybe we can do that at some point. All right. I think I have an idea for you. Uh... Okay, anyway. Only, only no, no, we have a place well, he wanted to punch me. Oh, yeah, I, I know what it is. We have a warehouse full of stuff. We need to get to that first. This is when you hit me in the mouth of the microphone. It was an accident. <laughs> it was a, oh, my God. At the same time. Right, okay. Anyway. Right, it's too much. Too much. Too much. All right, best cinematography. Went to Dune, which is wonderful. I, it could have gone for uh, Power of the Dog, too, because that cinematically was gorgeous. But directing went to Jane uh, Campion for The Power of the Dog. Yes. And to be honest, I saw both that and Coda, and I'm glad that The Power of the Dog didn't win Best Picture. It was an interesting film, certainly. Um, As a director, when she's showing that dog training. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah. and, but but the movie yeah. didn't leave me with as much... Um, Joy and entertainment as Coda did. So, so even so, they acknowledge, and we do have. I don't know how many clips you want to get to, but there was a point, and we, it's not actually contained in the clips. But Wanda Sykes says, yeah. "I, I, 
I've started watching. Oh yeah, for the third time, the I'm halfway third, through it. Yeah, I'm halfway through it. <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not in the clips. So oh, we, we, okay. yeah, we have a whole bunch of other stuff. So documentary feature went to Summer of Soul. That's Questlove's doc. Nice. How cool was that? Excellent. Good for him. We haven't accepted. Do you want to play the clips here or move on? Let's uh, no. If, if we're going to play the clips, we should play them now. Okay. Uh, so yeah, here's uh, Questlove. Uh, this is a. Uh, a Philly guy who who did us proud last night instead of by the way, someone. if you the movie's fantastic when yeah. you get get a chance to see it, he's great. The story of the Harlem Cultural Festival should have been something that my beautiful mother, my dad, Aww. should have taken me to when I was five years old. And I'm this is such a stunning moment for me right now. Um, but this is not about me. This is about. Marginalized people in Harlem that needed to heal from pain. And just know that in 2022, you know, this is not just a 1969 story about marginalized people in Harlem. This is a story of, 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 I'm sorry, I'm just overwhelmed right now. Um, Look. I'm going to get myself together, and I'll thank everyone proper when I get off stage. But on behalf of, of Hulu and Searchlight and Onyx, the beautiful women of Onyx, and and uh, Concordia and and Play Action and Balkan and Radical Media, and yeah, on behalf of Joseph and and uh, I'm so happy right now. I could cry. He's the sweetest guy. We've had him here yeah. in the studio before. He and really I'm broke so down. Oh, happy for him when he was mentioning his drum off with you here. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he got in the studio. Cool. Oh, we didn't get that. No, no, no we no. did. Uh, they 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 uh, played the music at the, the moment. Uh, there. Most find me as an individual <laughs> was on the presidency radio show. Got the drum with president. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a special it's moment okay. for all of us. Actually, all right. So besides uh, that. Uh, original song went Take to... Preston's name out your mouth. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> Best original song went to Billie Eilish and Phineas uh, for No Time to Die from uh, the Bond film. Uh, so they got a... That's... That's huge. And it's a huge They're award. both big Bond fans. Yeah. So for them, imagine you you write a Bond song and it wins for best uh, song of the year. And uh, uh, Steve, what did you think of the Bond compilation? It was excellent. So yeah. they did a couple things throughout the night. They did that. They, and they had various reunions, like a Pulp Fiction reunion and... Uh, White Men Can't Jump. Yeah. Godfather. Very cool. That was yeah. fun. I like the uh, the fact that they did the McCartney song for... Yes. For yeah. Living that time. That yeah. was really cool. Yeah. Uh, actor in a supporting role went to Troy Kotzer for Coda. Uh, and so everyone's raving about him. I've not seen the movie. Oh, it's excellent. But he seems very dynamic. We, we yeah. have the translator acceptance, if you'd like to play. Yeah, let's play that because it was really sweet. Here we go. This is amazing to be here on this journey. I cannot believe I'm here. Thank you so much to all the members of the Academy for recognizing my work. Pause for a second if you it's can. It's really but- amazing that when he goes up, He's handed the award, and he wants to give his speech, so he's holding the award. And the presenter, I'll take that, because I know you need your hands right, right. to oh, wow. talk. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. It's really amazing that the, our film Coda has reached out worldwide. It even reached all the way to the White House. And they invited the cast to Coda to visit and have a tour of the White House. So we met our president, Joe, and Dr. Jill, 
And I was planning on teaching them some dirty sign language, but Marley Matlin told me to behave myself. So don't worry, Marley. I won't drop any F-bombs in my speech today. Instead, I really want to thank all of the wonderful deaf theater stages where I was allowed and given the opportunity to develop my craft as an actor. Thank you. If you, if you stop and think about it, option-wise... You're not going to get many movies that are going to come along like Children of a Lesser God was one. You yeah, know where where, yeah. where you can do this. It's just it's just because it's not going to be something that's going to work. But theater provides that opportunity if, if you're a uh, a deaf person who signs to yes. go, and that's where he they're thriving. There's apparently a big deaf theater community. Yeah, and in Los Angeles, there's a, there's a big one. Uh, there's a little. I read one of Spielberg's books recently, and he said that the best director. The definition of the best director was a skilled communicator. Sean Hader, you are the best communicator. I want to learn sign language, but I, do I, know, too. I know I would never, I'd forget it because I, I would never employ it that yeah, much. Yeah. Uh, so he won. That was huge. And it, uh, that whole cast could have won everybody in it. Yeah. When you get a I chance. I got to see it. When you see it, let me yeah. know because I want to I get your. There, there's a scene where he's uh, describing. Uh, having a, 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 it turns out he's got jock edge, and I was reading about it this morning, <laughs> and they he had ad libbed that part of the the film, and apparently he did it a different way each time, <laughs> and they, the cast was just dying laughing. Oh wow. while he was doing it, so yeah, you got to see that scene. Actress in a supporting role went to uh, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. We have a little bit of hers. All if right, you want. let's play a little bit of that. And okay, one second. Here we go. Here we go. Oh my word! Um, you know what? What is this? Um, you know what? Now you see why. That Anita says, I want to be in America because even in this weary world that we live in, dreams do come true, and that's really a heartening thing right now. Um, if I took the time to say thank you to every single beautiful person who has lifted me up on this stage. You find people would be sitting here until next Oscar. So I'm not going to do that. But just allow me to say that it was the summer of a lifetime. And I am the most privileged and grateful to have spent it with all of you. Um, my God, thank you, Steven Spielberg. You're stuck with me now. Yay. Um, thank you, Christy McCosco Krieger and Tony Kushner and the divine inspiration that is Rita Moreno. You are staring at me right now. And I'm so grateful your Anita paved the way for tons of Anitas like me and I love you so much um, I'm gonna wrap this up and talk about my family my mother who is here tonight mama <laughs> I love you with my whole heart and this is as much yours as it is mine um, my, some of my tribesmen my family my love Sue Jonathan Diana Anthony Calamita um, I couldn't do what I do without each and every one of you. And she went on to, to say that she's out and gay and that the arts gave her a, a wonderful place to be and thrive. She's like everything. Very, very she's sweet. Got she, she's, um, uh, yeah, she says her, her story was, when she explained it, it was very touching. Yeah. Uh, and then original screenplay went to Belfast and Kenneth Branagh won that. So that's excellent. It, and again, cool. His speech was great. I, that's uh, So um, uh, you see Belfast and I'll see Coda because I okay. definitely want to see it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you'll find that. a lot of the same... Uh, stuff going on there. All right, so yeah, that's all we're gonna have time for. It's already like you that's know good. eight minutes after seven, and we have just kind of scratched the surface on all of this. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so we're we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about the the Will Smith thing from last night, but the Oscars uh, certainly. 
an interesting <laughs> broadcast last night. You know what I think also that they did that's, and I would like to see them continue doing it because I have had no place for the Oscars for quite a while. They adopted kind of a Golden Globes setup. Right. The, the people who are receiving or nominated at our tables. Yeah. I think that made it move a lot quicker. Yeah, I think so too. All right, so we got to do clips real quick. Uh, Caleb Laundry Jones has played many serious roles, including his most recent as a mass shooter in the film Nitrum. And in this clip, he explains why he portrays these roles. I'm really just looking to work with um, great people, uh, great artists um, that I. Um, that I am influenced by, that um, that do something in me that uh, I can trust. Yeah. He <laughs> sounds really excited, does he? That's a Johnny Depp-type delivery like, for sure. <laughs> Johnny Depp looked like Rip Taylor. Uh, Nitrum streams on AMC Plus this Wednesday. Here's the next clip. Jay Leto stars in the new Marvel film, Morbius. And in this clip, Leto explains his thoughts on the Marvel villain. Morbius is a humble dude. He's not like, you know, he, he, he uses his brains to search for a cure for a really rare disease and develops artificial blood. And he's essentially a good guy, but he gets put in this, you know, place where he's got to battle good and evil and kind of fight the primal self. Uh, Morbius will premiere on Friday exclusively in theaters. All right, so we're going to break. We're going to come back in a moment. Also, besides the whole Oscars fiasco and everything that went on last night, uh, we lost a great musician over the weekend, Taylor Hawkins, of course. Devastating. Aware of that, and that was just out of nowhere. There's some more details uh, surfacing uh, on his untimely death. But we are going to do a couple of things. Um, We are going to suspend the MM March Madness today. Uh, and we will get back to that again tomorrow. But we're also here on our show. We're going to play nothing but Foo Fighters music this right. morning. Uh, and obviously, we're going to talk about that some, too. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment on this Monday morning together. Stay with us. Sure, we're all friends. We may as well go with something that has the power to take it all. But when it comes to bragging rights for MM Arch Madness, the ship of Pierre would hit the ground. It's every DJ for themselves. Man, Preston, what? Watch the full draft now. One from the big four, Brent. On WMMR.com. I'm extremely excited about that one. Why right, my microphone turned off? All right, thank you, Kathy. Is what I meant to say. <laughs> um, so a lot to unpack here, and we touched on some of it in our Oscars recap uh, just a little while ago of uh, Will Smith smacking Chris Rock live on television last night, smacking him hard. We'll pl- let's play the clip again. Yeah, yeah, uh, just, hear it. just to reset <clears throat> the whole thing because <clears throat> uh, Chris was uh, presenting best documentary. And uh, he was taking a few cracks at, at some of the audience, which is it's a roast type of atmosphere. It's what's done at the Oscars now. Um, and he was uh, making a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's short hair. I'll play the clip. <laughs> Will Smith walks up, smacks him in the face. You probably have seen this by right. now. If you've, uh, But if you've just woken up, maybe you missed it. But uh, this is the audio of that. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane, too. Can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> <laughs> a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh Uh-oh. Richard. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your 
No! I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Wow. Okay, Jeez. so... A lot to get into as far as this goes, and uh, and the fact that uh, that Will committed assault on on another human being. And if you're gonna, if you want to not be seen committing assault on the stage during a live Oscars telecast, is the wrong way to go about it. Right, right. Uh, I mean, his emotions obviously got to him, and it, it, he probably wasn't thinking uh, any well, of that. I and- wish they showed her because they showed her they first. No, at first, oh, but after. then after. Yeah, me too. I was curious about the two because they zoomed in on him, on, yeah. on Will Smith's face. She was sitting next to him, but they didn't show her, and I didn't know how she would have reacted to him getting up and doing that. You know what I mean? Well, they were they were seen leaving. They left the awards. They went they, to a party. After. Yeah, they, they went to, a party they went to Vanity Fair party. They yeah. were she he was up. He was dancing around, and and uh, they were not addressing it. But the family was all there. They were all smiles. She was all smiles. Do you think she said like do something about that? Or I think he saw, as Preston uh, posited earlier, that she, she, she rolled her eyes, uh, and um, and maybe he, it sank in for a second because the audience laughed at that joke. Yeah, yeah. the audience it was a good hey, laugh. Listen, I I don't think that. Everybody knows that she has alopecia, which is, you know, your hair falling right. out. Yeah. And, and, and and so maybe Chris Rock didn't know that. I don't think it he would have done that. that. Why, why would you get up on a, on a global yeah. stage yeah. and make fun of someone with an autoimmune disease? So, uh, as you can imagine, it's a uh, uh, reaction. And where do you go to for this, uh, something like this? You go to social media and see what people are <laughs> posting about. And uh, we know how lovely that can be. But it's it's... <laughs> It's split because you have those who are saying, hey, he got up and he, he assaulted someone. And there are others who are saying that uh, defending the honor uh, is another way to look at this, too. So it's kind of split. I know. And, and Kathy's kind of saw the look on your face. I'm the same way, too. Um, I would think, especially in that environment, that, and Steve, you had said this, if you're going to get up and make a scene... You can walk up and say something. My wife has alopecia. My wife has alopecia. I appreciate it. And you that apologize. was out of line. Right. You're out of line. Right. And I'm serious about this. Right. You could you could walk you could make a big scene and we'd still be talking about that today. Yeah, but he hit him. But he hit him. Yeah. You know? And uh that's crossing the line. I think we saw a whole different side of Will Smith that, you know, everybody he's he's very he's beloved, you know, people love him. He's from Philly, you know, and I think that we saw a whole different side. Now he he didn't punch him square in the face with a closed fist. He slapped him, still assaulted it's him. Still, mm-hmm. no, I think it's still, it's a, it's la- it was a loud smack. Oh, no, and listen, it was yeah. it was hard. It was completely, you, you can't do that. You can't hit somebody else. Come on. But what I said before was, and I think there, even if he yelled at him, keep keep your wife's uh, name out of your, you know, yeah, your yeah. mouth. Even if he yelled that, it still would have caused a scene, but like, you can't hit no, somebody. He should have been he, escorted out of there. Well, yeah. who intercedes? So what if someone in the audience had a gun? Or, yeah. or I mean, I know they they have an extensive, you know, pat down procedure, and everyone's getting tested out the wazoo. If there was ever a time for his auntie to step in and move him out of the area, it was last night. Yeah, there's there's security there. I'm sure that they have to have security but, all over right. the place. But you know, it's Will Smith. And yeah, also, no. but, so they don't. But, they, did it, but so when when they walked to the side with Denzel Washington, was that after his speech, or, no, or was no. that when they went to commercial? So they went to commercial after that, and then Denzel Washington and Bradley Cooper and Tyler Perry all got up and sort of went over to him and said, "You, you, you can put it in check." The, the thing is, is that no, not a, no. To, what I saw in the footage and the stills that were uh, accumulated. 
There was no executive producer, no, no person who went over and said, well, you, you're going to need to leave now. Right, right. Because well, he was also... There's an, there's an account of that, Steve. So yeah. so the producers were, were forced to decide how they were going to have to deal with it yeah. right away. So... Uh, because he was still up for that award, oh and it was in right. minutes. Under no sir, under normal circumstances, and this is according to the report that I'm reading, Smith would have almost certainly been removed by security guards and escorted out of the auditorium for the attack. But the slap came moments before the award for best actor <clears throat> was to be announced. Only three people in the building knew that Smith was going to win that prize, including the show's producer Will Packer and two accountants from Price Waterhouse uh, Coopers, who oversees the tabulating the Oscars. So they knew who was going to win. Producers were therefore placed in an impossible situation as to how to deal with the assault. Smith's rep could be seen rushing to be by his side as the actor sat back down next to his wife, while the producer of the entire Oscar show, Packer, was also seen racing to Smith's table All right. and said something to him. Right. We don't know what that was. Uh, the LAPD were also informed of what had occurred oh, on geez. the stage, but revealed later that no complaint had been filed. And I had a question about that. So if, if police... See someone hitting someone else. Right. What's the legal stand there? If did they come in and I guess uh, you know try to calm the situation down, and then they have to ask, "Hey, are you gonna press charges? Are you gonna press charges?" And, and then they just let it go. There's only one individual it, who could press charges in this case. It would be Chris Rock. Oh, or but I or think, if, I think, if witnessing an assault, can the can there be a case? You know what I mean? I think no, it's up breaking to them. the law. I, I think the police, if they. If they choose to, they can file the charges. Even if Chris Rock okay. didn't want to, okay. I think they can still file the charges. I think most times that doesn't necessarily happen because if the person who was assaulted is saying, let it go, then they're going to let it go. Okay. Well, so they're, they're, I'm sure that aspect of it, no, we haven't heard that word one from nothing. Chris Rock yeah. at this point. Well, he declined to file the report. Right, right. Yeah. He, yeah. He's not, he's not going to file a report as of now. So during the commercial break, uh, which followed, Will was pulled aside and comforted by Denzel Washington, and Tyler Perry appeared to motion for him to brush it off. Uh, Smith's publicist continued speaking with him during the final commercial breaks of the Oscar broadcast, where uh, which were quickly inserted into the broadcast while producers were dealing with the panic <laughs> behind the scenes. Backstage, the Academy told gathering uh, journalists not to ask any of the Oscars present about the slap. Uh, but it was all that anybody was talking about, obviously, yes. uh, after the whole thing was done. So all okay, these people... The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all these people are uh, consoling... Reporter from India. Okay, <laughs> uh, but all these people are consoling Will Smith. Hey, anybody say anything to Chris Rock? He was the one who was well, assaulted. I, I know. And, and Casey, I was thinking about that, too. They It was probably... Just a de-escalation move, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Coming over, trying to calm everything down. Yeah, but yes, somebody should have gone to Chris Rock and said, "Are you okay, well, dude?" But he was. They may have. Of, yeah, they uh, may well, have after so he walked backstage like, right. afterwards. You know what I mean? They may have people probably I'm sure, surrounded I'm sure they him did. as well. He's live on stage. They, they he has to complete the thing, which he did. He got a little he got a little thrown off, and then recorrected, and they gave the award. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, again, there's a, there's a, a oh, up, I would have to, up to a back. substantial point in this. People are thinking, oh, they're doing a thing. They're doing totally. a thing. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, I, even this morning, I, ta- I said to Nick, I'm like, is it real? And Brothers, then when, yeah. I, when I saw him crying in his acceptance speech, then I'm like, okay, that was real. A right. lot of people think it's a stunt. And I, I don't. I, no. I think that it was real. I think that the, the reaction, I mean, listen, these are actors. And uh, I'm sure that there are plenty of conspiracy theories out there who think that, like, yeah, ratings are down. This will generate more... It, to me, it looked pretty damn real. Right. That's not worth it. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, by the way, it's not worth it. I, it's not worth it. Audibly yelling, 
yeah, f yeah, yeah. No. twice, uh-huh. you can hear the crowd go. No. Right. There are publicity stunts, and then there are things that it's it wouldn't be worth the risk. Uh-huh. This will look good for you, Will. Right. This will, <laughs> and also no. the other thing is <laughs> this will look good right. For you. Exactly. <laughs> it totally it's ridiculous. Totally overwhelms. The win for the award, oh, the thing absolutely. that he was supposedly yep. spurred on to do, which is to get the story of uh, the Williams's the father story. out. Right, this yeah. is a very important story yeah. that has now is... just been put into a dustbin. Oh my god! And, and people will not remember the win for that; they'll remember the the, the slap. Yeah. Oh my and god. how can she slap? How can, how can she slap? Yes. <laughs> I do think, though, like I said earlier, the um, a woman losing her hair. Like I think, you know, of course, everyone's like, "Yes, she is an autoimmune. This is terrible." But but I think it's so much more. Difficult devastating than people know and and think and not that again it does not give him an excuse to do that but maybe he looked over at her and like just saw the hurt in her you know and was like i need to do something about it and then that comes with this discussion of defending the honor of your spouse and things like that and where (laughs) and that's fine there's but there's other ways to do it i I know i I definitely know that but and and trust me i'm not defending the guy on this because i would never do this but there, there are certain because I don't think he was pushed all that far, but there are some people who have been pushed so far that they can't, they feel that they can't control right. their emotions, and then they cross the line, they cross the legal line. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Now there is a history of Chris Rock having gone after. We have audio. Okay, in oh, two thousand sixteen, right. Chris Rock was hosting the Oscars, and he went after Jada and Will. Oh no! Here's a clip of that. So here we go. Jada's gonna boycott the Oscars. Jada. Boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited. Oh, that's it's not an invitation I would turn down. Uh, but I understand. I'm, you know, I'm not hating. I understand you're mad. Jada's mad. Her man, Will, was not nominated for concussion. I get it. I get it. Tell the truth. I get it. I get it. You get mad. She said it's, it's not fair. That Will was this good and didn't get nominated. Yeah, you're right. It's also not fair that Will was paid twenty million for Wild Wild West. Okay. But I mean, it's it's still it's that's what it's within do. the realm. Yeah. And then it, and as as is pointed out, what kind of precedent does that set? Again, if I was I could, uh, my initial reaction was if you were that moved and it meant that much, you could you could simply have gotten up. And and keep a check on on the physical aspect and go put them put them my 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 wife has this condition yeah apologize yes. to her right now yeah a- and before you cold cock them you yeah. know yes well and then the three hosts of the show um <laughs> they took a, a jab at them which was kind of funny and they seemed that um, Will Smith seemed to be okay with it like you know them being uh you know have open. an open marriage and stuff like that so I'm wondering too then was that like okay just put a smile on and then it there was another joke, oh, and it just got bill. to be too much. That's what I was thinking about, Kathy, is is maybe he had just been sitting there just kind of gritting his teeth yeah. and smiling and going, if a couple of jabs were made at him already, that this one was the one it went over the that top. he wasn't having. But, man, you got to... <laughs> he could. He could. Now, and the, and the Preston, the, so the Academy is between a proverbial a rock and a hard place because they instituted these very, very strict rules in light yeah. of uh, the Me Too and they they Code have zero tolerance mm. for any violence. Yeah. How do you then do this? How do you let this go? Yeah, I mean, he, they they could rescind his award. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, the, the other aspect of this, and it, um, this is not a, uh, a condoning of violence at all, but 
there's a lesson to be learned. Like, okay, listen, there are going to be... Con- you can say whatever you want. Make whatever jokes you want. There might be some consequences for your actions, right? So you know what? That's uh, but somebody pointed out. That's the kind of argument that's like an abusive. No, I husband know. might say. I'm not saying that. Yeah, but, 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 but I know you're not saying that. There might have been had there not been a slap. Uh, there might have been some big right. blowback. I mean, those are those are the the risks that you take for for going for it, right? I mean, there are a couple. Of, general assault. You mm-hmm. broke the law. Could lose the Oscar. Really was a, a sla- oh, pardon the expression a slap in the face to the the Williams sisters and this movie that meant a lot to them overshadowed I think what's the story everyone's talking not the Coda win not yeah. the, this is it yeah right. I, I think it, uh, also what we're trying to do this morning is understand what happened right yeah. so like I don't think anybody's condoning anything that no, Wilson no. did no. yeah or, right. or, 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 about or even excusing the joke that Chris Rock made because it was hurtful clearly to Will Smith and to Jada Pinkett Smith but there are those moments in life. Or you just see red, and there is no reasoning going on in your brain whatsoever. And Will Smith was pushed over the edge last night, and that's how we reacted. It wasn't the right reaction, but I understand sometimes how people get to that point. By the way, this is just me personally, and I have never <clears throat> liked when the host starts picking people out of the audience and and cracking jokes about their personal life. I've yeah. always felt uncomfortable with that. I there's. Yeah. There are other places you can go to, and to be honest, I'd rather let's get to business and yeah. and get to the awards and and so on. And I, I never really have, and they've been doing it for a long, long time. You know, Billy Crystal and all these hosts have always kind of done that character assassination thing, and I just have never felt comfortable with well, that. Well, uh, and it's just me. No, and I completely yeah. understand that. You can make you sometimes a it does. Re- I, people can insult the f out of me all they want because I've. I make fun of celebrities. It's what I do, you know, in this sort of environment that, that we're doing. But but um, what, what I'm amazed at is that this happened relatively late in the show. Why you're going to bring Chris Rock out at that time to do essentially another monologue. Right. When you've already had a whole bunch of them. Yeah. And you're, you're sort of wrapping things up. You know, it really need not have ever occurred. Now that it has, yeah. I'm uh, I'm curious as to how Chris Rock is going to react. Yeah, this yeah. is going to be interesting next couple of days. Yeah. I do know somebody who got taken out by uh, by a woman's husband. Uh, he was defending her honor. And uh, it was a situation where this person was friends with both. Uh, the wife accidentally punched him in the face. And then he was like, he was pissed off. And so he was, you know, calling her a bitch. Yeah. And the husband came over and like, and took him out, you hey, know? you know when I'm kind of okay with that? Mm-hmm. When ample warning has been given a few times. Ample warning. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when you've come over and said, okay, yeah. that's enough of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't do that again. Stop this now. You have to understand. And it happens again and maybe one more time. Then I'm kind of okay with it. You Listen, know what I if mean? Someone, if I, someone were to, to be attacking my wife, like a, attacking her, mm. in a multitude of different ways, I, I, I would, but I would do that first because I don't think my wife would be would be thrilled with me going bat ass crazy, you know, and and uh, and responding this way. Kathy, I think you were telling me a story one time. It happened after <clears throat> Mummer's Parade on Two Street, and a guy was drunk, and this young guy was going on, and this older guy's going, dude, you need to back off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, need to that. back off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he told him like three times. Kid came at him one more time. He's like, that's, that's it. That's it. You're done. You've uh-huh. been, you have <laughs> yeah, been yeah. warned <laughs> right, yeah. many times now, and you have crossed the line. Right. So I can kind of see that. You know what I mean? And you still, it's technically still illegal. illegal. You know? Uh, in fact, speaking of legal, let me go to a police officer. I have Mark who's on the line. Hey, Mark, good morning. Good morning. How can he slap? Yeah, okay. <laughs> she slap? How can he slap? All right, Mark, so I had posed the question earlier. If if a um, 
if an officer sees an assault take place and, you know, you de-escalate the situation, uh, is there a legal ramification if the other person doesn't want to press charges? There is. If it's a domestic-related partnership, then the victim has no say, and the police have to take action. In this case, it's not a domestic-related incident. It's one man slapping another. If a police officer sees it, if the victim doesn't want to testify in court, there is no victim. So no victim, no crime in that kind of a case. Mm. And can the officer cite him for a disorderly conduct charge in Pennsylvania? Absolutely. He created, a, in one of the sections of disorderly conduct, he created a fighting situation. So, Mark, what, what is the um, statute of limitations, basically, on Chris Rock's uh, right to file or uh, file a complaint uh, if he deems it necessary? California, I don't know. In right. Pennsylvania, it could be upwards of two years, uh, and it has a statute of limitations mark at two years. In a summary case, uh, you're not going to see something like that happen more than maybe a couple weeks. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be less inclined for a police officer to take a report and file something for a small flight like that two, three, four weeks in. I think okay. I, I think what happens in this, the progression, if, I, if I'm going to like ballpark this, Will Smith's going to do all sorts of mea culpas. Yep. I think uh, Chris Rock, they may have a confab. Chris Rock would, will, I, I'm sure, I can, again, I have to imagine he had no idea and is going to say I had no idea. that would, and, and I apologize for that. And they Agreed. meet in the middle. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, really the ball is in Will Smith's court. He's got to reach out. Yes. And, and, and do this because he is the one who really effed up. I yep. follow uh, Lou Schneider. He's a writer on uh, on um, everybody. Or, no, not everybody. Else, <laughs> Goldberg's. On, uh, Goldberg's, thanks, Case. And uh, he tweeted that... Uh, the next step should be a buddy comedy between with Will Smith and Chris Rock, oh, and he is going to pitch that today. To oh, Hollywood. great idea! Yeah. Yes, uh, I mean, because who wouldn't go see that? Uh, then that's the name that's of it. How can you slap? Yeah. yeah. Uh, hang on, I'm going to go to uh, Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Good morning. Zada, a doo a baba, a goo a baba, a boba, a baba, a baba, a baba, a I've never Damn even good. attempted that. All right, Kenny, what's what's your uh, chime in on this? All right, so I got a couple of things. I watched the beginning, and the beginning interviews on the red carpet, and they gave Will and Jada both microphones, mm-hmm. and she kept the microphone at her waist, straight face. She looked like um, some picture off a Egyptian pyramid somewhere. Just, yeah. just oh, just didn't even care to be there. Stone Very face. stoic, kind of, which is a little crazy. But also, I think. Uh, no pun intended. I don't think. I think it was a big slap in the face to comedy. Um, you know, he was picking fun. It was. It was lighthearted. And mm-hmm. I know, coming from a bald guy, um, I've been balding since high school. So I've gotten my fair rash of crap for uh, not having any hair and oh, you blah blah baldy, whatever. But it was so lighthearted. I, like I thought it was a little over the top for for that. To you know, you know, oh, Kenny, yeah. Kenny, Kenny. I thought I. I have been thinking. Had no idea until this last night or this morning. I thought that was a uh, a fashion choice. I think she looks great that way. Yeah. I never yeah. understood because, uh, and that was part of the deal. Um, so that was, but but so that's why the joke. It, I didn't immediately go. Oh my god! I can't believe he's saying this. Hey, he could have made some raunchy jokes about some other stuff. Right, that right. would have hit just as hard, if not harder. It wasn't even a good compa- joke. You can't. It compa- wasn't even a good joke. I don't right. think you can compare. Thanks, Kenny. A, a man going bald to a woman going bald. No, uh, th- there's not a comparison <clears throat> there, and I don't think it was a lighthearted joke. I think, I think if it had done been done uh, fashionably, and and she shaved her head, and that's what she chose, then the joke would have been okay. It's not funny. 
Right. So, so, so that that is the deal. If, if if it looks like that was her fashion choice to do that, and she's been rocking that look, and he, it's a, it's not even a, a good joke. But that said, uh, again, I I have to believe he had no idea that he didn't. Know. Marissa. Yeah, I also want to defend the red carpet part. Like, I understand Jada was there and she wasn't like interested, but it's because the interviewer was talking to Will, and it's Will's night. It's Will's night. She's yeah. not there to be stealing his spotlight. She had this gorgeous dress on that was right. like being dragged down there, but she, it wasn't her. Well, she shouldn't even had a microphone. I think she why probably... she wouldn't be comfortable there, Marissa, at least to some level, is because she's the one that actually pretty much instituted the Oscar so white thing a while ago. Yeah. That's true. So that was she was the main proponent of that when that of was Oscar so white that campaign where they're not they're not nominating enough black directors and black actors and that was hashtag Oscar so white. It was okay. a hashtag yeah. a few years ago right. that they were kind of bringing <clears throat> just calling out the Oscars right. for being you know leaving out black actors. Okay. Um, well, well, I am. Uh, yeah, I'm curious what the next. Steps are going to be with yeah. the next statements are going to be from both camps. <laughs> yeah, because Chris Rock hasn't said anything. Oh, there yet. are teams and teams of people right now just oh, yeah. working on this. Your publicists are going out of their minds trying to figure out the right spin on this. Seriously, because he he really <laughs> it's going to be hard again for the Academy to not say we there needs to be some punitive damage here and do something. Dude, I say they take it from him. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't get up and on at that award show and assault someone else on stage and keep your award. You just can't. I, I, I'm. How do that you... was so far out of line. It was so far out of line. It's ridiculous. That show has a history of this character assassination yeah. thing that takes place regularly. Right. And, and as you sit in that chair, you got to be ready for it. And uh, you know, and clearly, I don't think it was a, it was a dig on people with alopecia. Right. I, I no. don't. I really don't believe that. And no. and I, I think that they, if they're gonna if they're gonna have these code of conduct rules, that they're gonna have to enforce those rules. Or else it's yeah. gonna look like yeah. complete hypocrisy. Yeah. Wow. Which is not something Hollywood is known for. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. Was there any other history between those two guys, between Chris Rock and Will Smith? That's what I was wondering, too. Other than the clip we played from 2016 yeah. with them, you know, and, and I don't even remember that. Marissa brought that up to me this morning. I No, I, I don't remember that at all. But they have, they have to have some sort of relationship, right? Like or At like, some point or another. Yeah. I mean, they're both in the, in the higher end of... of uh, they're, they're big ticket items. Performers, yeah, yeah. you know. So a lot of these people do meet from time to time at one time or another. But I don't know, man. It's just, um, I was just so bizarre to see that happen. Um, they, Logan, they, Logan uh, on the phone is bringing up a point that I've heard let a me couple go people mention. Yeah. Hi, Logan, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, what's up, buddy? So basically, I think it's his breaking point. I think we can we got to look at this from a mental health perspective. Mm. Everything that's been going on with him. And he finally broke down. Like, at first he was laughing, and then I think it, it hit him like a brick wall, and he just got rage going through him. I don't think we've ever seen that side of Will Smith before. So you think that uh, there have been some things in his life going on one after another, and, and eventually this is the this is the, the low point? I think, Logan, you're on to something, because there has been... Um... There have been reports of him, you know, midlife or whatever stage he would classify it at, mm-hmm. coming to terms yeah. with certain things. Yeah. He, uh, even about dealing with the open marriage, he was at. He did the red table talk with his own wife on that Facebook show that she has, and he and opened. That was crazy. Yeah, and he even sat there and he's like, "Well, I also, you know, did things with other people too." But it's like, "Will, you're breaking down over this, and we're seeing it live in action." It's, right, right. It's crazy. It's sad, honestly. No. Wow. 
All right. Well, Thanks, it is, man. you know, listen, if you are going through something, right, um, it's it's important for you to um, to address it. You know, you know, and be, wear a tuxedo. And wear a yeah. tuxedo. No, no, it's important <laughs> for you to address it in the sense that, like, for, for me personally, and I'm right, only right. Sp- speaking for me personally, I wouldn't want to blow up at something uh, based on how I'm feeling about something else. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and we we can all we're all human. We're all susceptible to it, right? And that and that's something. And it's when we see stuff like this, it shocks us because we think, could I do that? And again, I, just like trying to understand the situation right. and how it got to that point last night. Like Will Smith had an abusive father, and and he's talked in the past about not yep. not defending his mom from his abusive father, and that's a part of who Will Smith is as a person. Again, not justifying what he did right, last night, right. but just trying to understand why he got to that point. <laughs> that's one that we don't live in a world where you can observe the other aspect and, of the argument and not. You're all you in No, you're not saying that. And clearly, I mean, clearly it's yeah. 2020 hindsight for everybody this morning, right? We're all saying what we would have done or should have done or could have done in a situation like that. But you're, in the heat of the moment, it's different. Well, that's what uh, Journey te- told us our text messages are uh, are pretty fired up. They're on all both, over the place on too. both yeah. sides. Yeah. Yeah. all over the place. Yeah, there's a lot of opinions. On and it, I yeah. and I, I can see where people are coming from. If someone's near and dear to you, you know, I, I get that as well. I just uh, <laughs> again, I think I I picked. A, I think a, I think Preston, you agree with my happy medium? All right, walk up on stage. Oh even yeah, that's, even that's oh, not yeah. good. Yeah, issue a warning. Yeah, even even, dude. Do it again. I'm going to knock yeah. you out. I mean, you don't just walk up and and just unload. Yeah, you, you need to have more restraint than right you, as human beings. Do you think? Uh, well, this is just pure speculation. Do you think um, there was ever anything between Jada and Chris Rock? No. Oh, I don't know. No. He's not good looking enough. No, well, I don't think so either. Know, I mean, I'm just like it just the thought. Dude, just Jada, to me. No, I know. I'm just saying, like maybe nah, that's no. the reason why Will's so pissed. No. Javier Bardem, yeah. <laughs> but you're also like, here's a situation where you're in a room full of actors. Like her hair could have been like that for a role, like or the, GI Jane too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah. quickly, Kathy Wesley Snipes came out, and I and and I and I thought See it was, how thin he looked. I thought he was RuPaul. I swear to God, he, <laughs> he came out and I said. And then I said, he's, he's going to star in the RuPaul story. And it, and it turns out somebody suggested it is for a role. Is like, it really? Yes. Okay. I hope so. Because I, very I, thin. I like, I was yeah. concerned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marissa just sent me a Rolling Stones article that points out that the two of them went to a basketball game together in 2012. Chris was on an episode of uh, Fresh Prince in 1997. Uh, this The first noted an issue between them in 2000, uh, was the 2016 Oscars joke. There you go. Hang on, do I get, I mean, we're just now starting to get some crazy phone calls here, and mm-hmm. we got to wrap up this segment, but let me go to Ed here real quick. Ed, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. What's up, Ed? Hey, uh, taking it from uh, a man that has a wife that has an issue with losing her hair and, you know, medical stuff here and there, you know, it's very heart-wrenching on a woman, and I'm going to stick up for Will here. I mean, you know, this is something that's not in a closed conversation. This is something that's being publicized nationwide. And, you know, you got a guy here that's just showing his true love and honor and respect for his wife. And you know what? If it was me, he would have got a full fist, not a slap in the face. All right, but without a warning? Absolutely. That's not cool, Ed. Well, if it was a closed conversation with a couple of people... You know, well, put yourself in issues. What if that would have been your wife? Being involved? So, My wife so, so Ed, Ed, in, Ed in, this, in this situation, you know, with all of the things that are involved, could, could you have waited till after and then taken it up face-to-face? And if you felt the need to, 
not do it on the main stage of the Oscars where mm-hmm. it's going to have all sorts of ramifications, especially when he knew he was going to be up there accepting an award for, you know, and, and all of this stuff cascades. All this stuff goes into motion. Or would you have said, because uh, uh, Preston and I were talking about various options, I might have said, I need, I'm need, i going to talk to him after this and, and go and, and, and make that statement mano a mano away from the, the main stage and do that. Would that have worked, or, or do you have to just go up and, and punch him I, in the face? And by the way, this is you assuming he knew, Chris Rock knew she had alopecia, which there's been nothing to confirm that he does know. Well, I mean, apparently it's been fair, from what I understand from hearing about you guys talking on the radio, it's been fairly publicized. I, well, I, I, didn't I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, so we're the ones talking about it. I, I mean, I, and honestly, so I have an autoimmune disease. I have vitiligo, you know, and I, I, I certainly... But I, I never knew. I thought that was just a look. She was rocking, and I always thought, man, she does a great job with it. She looks really good. Yeah. If this well, were a situation, yeah, she, she she does. But you got to understand, you know, there's, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm a man that is easy losing his cool. Uh, other men may be able to control their anger a little bit. But like I said, I could see if it was something where you know it was just a small group and somebody made a joke about it. It'd be like, yo, man, come on, you know, my wife's got medical issues. Blah 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 blah. But, you know, here's something that, you know, where it's being, you know, on the world stage, worldwide, nationwide, it would make me upset to get up and, you know, maybe I am jumping the gun. Listen, uh, no, I completely understand. You care about your wife and I I got it. And it's, you know, that's that's the way you're perceiving it. And and we appreciate you calling. Thanks for calling. My wife would have been so mad at me. Oh, my God. Rochelle would have killed me. She would absolutely (laughs) murder me. Oh, my God. I had a situation where uh, in college, my girlfriend at the time she is shot in the head with a BB gun, okay? So this guy, uh, his name was Bucky. He's an a-hole. Uh, he shot her in the head uh, with a BB gun, and I um, was going to go kick his ass. And I was uh, forbidden from doing so. Right. But I had to, at some point, had to defend her honor. But, right. like, if I wanted to stay in the relationship, I wasn't allowed to lay my hands on another person. But I had to go do something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was oh, I know in exactly a situation. Yeah, Rochelle would have, would have been the same way. She would have not wanted me to do something like that, mm-hmm. even had she been offended or hurt, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, emotionally like that. Um, so, I mean, yeah. what, what if they followed through and they threw him? What if they had escorted him out of the... Out of the awards last night. Yeah. So yeah well, before, you know. I'm well, surprised what? they didn't. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't. A lot of people are calling yeah. for it. I mean, you know, like Judd Apatow mm-hmm. and a few other people were checking in and saying, why Why didn't that, why didn't that happen? I just don't it, know. He, if it, he just hit someone on stage. If it was anybody else uh, that went up there and, and slapped him. Like, you know, and we were, you were talking earlier, Preston, where, you know, the, the producer of the event knew that he was going to win a little bit later. It did that informed the decision to... It could have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me go to Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Good morning. Good morning. Um, this is my comment. You may not like it or not, but in all per- in all honesty, if someone had... You have been, I'm sure, at award celebrations for your show. How would you have felt if it was your spouse or they made a negative comment about your daughter? How would you feel? We've actually already answered that question, Barbara. In this conversation, it, it, it would it would be it would be very very bad. I, I and I could yeah. see myself getting furious. But also, Do- Barbara, consider the history of the Oscars and the fact that character assassination is a regular part of the monologue. It's what they do at that show. It's a bit of a roast. You have to go in there and be open to this. And if you hear something that crosses the line. 
you already know they're probably going to come or that you're an open target for it. You need to be able to have the restraint to keep from going up and punching someone in the face or or smacking them in the face. Now, you can make a scene. You can do other things, but that's what we're talking about. And I understand that, but as a baseline, Chris Rock's an idiot. Okay, that's that's fine for you. That's, that's, fine. that's fine for you to think so. That, yeah. That's fine, but you 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 feel he deserved a, a punch in the face. Or a oh smack yes, in the absolutely. Face. Okay, so that well, was the absolutely. right that was the right that was the right thing to do. I think he was totally justified. Okay, all right. Well, that's your opinion. Uh, it, it, I'll tell you this: it, he clearly <laughs> will himself appeared to quickly start to reassess in his own speech when he his acceptance speech. What have I done? Uh-huh. And so that's that's part of the deal. But I think there there are a couple people that again I, I say if all it was was a joke, as Preston says, since time has begun, since the awards have begun, since they started doing it on this level, you're going to get a little bit of jabbing. You're going to yeah. get you know a little yeah. bit of stuff. Um, and, and so if it was done simply because Chris Rock thought your fashion statement of shaving your head, I'm going to have a little fun with it, right? As opposed to here's someone with a medical condition, I'm going to rip him up on on global, <laughs> uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I can't imagine that's the what, case. What do you yeah, think? Was he going next going to? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the next he was going to point out uh, they're all deaf. The deaf. Yeah. They can't <laughs> hear. Oh come on! They say whatever you want. They won't know. Yeah. That's terrible. So obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not going to do yeah. that. Hang on, let me get, let me go to Jen here real quick. Hey, Jen, good morning. Hi, how you doing? Good. What's up, Jen? Okay, so I gotta just say I love Chris Rock. He's one of my favorite comedians. I actually love Will Smith. I usually have much respect for the man and the way he is. But after last night, I lost a lot of respect for Will Smith. I can't believe that he's getting so torn up over a joke about hair. I don't believe that Chris Rock knew that she had alopecia. I know he's a comedian, and that's what comedians do, but I do not feel that Chris Rock sincerely knew that she had something wrong with her because I do not believe he would have said something. No, and I I, I agree. Now, now Jen, doesn't mean that I'm right or you're right, but it would defy all logic that... That would be, I think, a career-killing, it, you know, it'd be like going to the muscular dystrophy telethon and making fun. Yes. What, you know, yeah. why would you do that? Right. So, right. so, and yeah. I don't, Chris Rock is, is, is a smart guy, and that's kind of what he does. He, he rattles things a little bit. So I, I agree with you. Now, mind you, if he did know and did that, uh, that's, I mean, no, no, mm-hmm. no, I'm still not warning a punch in the face. No. But that's still, uh, that's still pretty horrific. All right. Thank you. Up about the whole situation, real fast, is that Will Smith and Tina have put their whole lives out there in public. Mm-hmm. He looks idiotic when he goes up there and slaps the man over a joke about her hair, yet there's nothing but. Tina has made it very clear that she had slept with a 20 year old man <laughs> and has embarrassed Will publicly, and he's getting mad over some hair joke. Well, you know that I understand what you're saying, Jen. Even outside that prerogative, or or that, or even at that context, in the yeah. exact moment where that joke went out, he yeah. he went crazy. And when he sat back and he's in the chair yelling, yeah. the, you yeah. know the f word. He was still it was seeing red. Somebody should have yeah. gone over and said and pulled him backstage and said, "We need to, we need to defuse this now." Yeah. Or, or you know. Well, I'm, I'm supporting Chris Rock this weekend, and I was debating whether to go see him live just because of certain situations. <laughs> And I went ahead as soon as I saw that slap, and I said, I love you, Chris Rock. <laughs> well, and, and, and if he talks about it on stage, you need to tell us what he said. I, I got to see him for the first time after the slap. I got to see what he's got 
bed. All right. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, let us Jen. know, right? Appreciate it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and listen, he probably didn't know. That's what I'm thinking. He he didn't know that she had alopecia. But that those jokes, like you said, okay, maybe it is his joke, but it's got to go through, like, their department, their writing department. Like, nobody caught well, Kathy, that and said, like, you know that it's alopecia, right? Kathy. The entire room of friends of Will Smith, I assume maybe some of them know that she had alopecia. We sure as hell didn't. I, I read I read the entertainment stuff all and the you time, didn't know. and I didn't okay. know. Right. I thought that was just a look she was rocking. So when you he said that joke initially, we have the audio, the room laughed. Yeah. Or it might have just been a, uh, I, I'm just going to wing it here. And, uh, he caught us. And, and that could have been it, yeah. That's what you hire Chris Rock for because yeah. he's one of the top stand-ups. Listen, I've made... It wasn't that good a joke because it's a, such an old reference. Yeah, exactly. Is that funny? <laughs> right. I've made jokes on this show that have not gone over well. Yeah. And uh, you just have to own it. And, uh, you know, I remember getting an email from a lady about something I said on the... Uh, 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 I was making fun of... Something and uh, and, and let me bring it back up again. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not going with you. But I, you know, when I made the, I was like, man, I didn't. didn't it know. was never my intention to offend anybody, and so I had to own that, right? Yeah, so yeah, and and right. and and Chris will probably, I, I would hope, you know, despite being humiliated and slapped well, on, well, he on even stage. Says, yeah, he says that was pretty light, right? Yeah, that was like like in other words, uh, it wasn't one, even a like a well, deep right. dig, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think the bottom line is, no matter what you, well, it, listen, people are going to have firm opinions on, yeah. on stuff like That's this. Not, but I, 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 think, I appreciate, I respect, you know, where how you feel about this. Yeah, I understand defending the honor, but it's it has to come with warnings before yeah. you just walk up and haul off and smack somebody. It's you've you've got to say, look, dude, you crossed the line. Do it again, and we're gonna we're gonna go. I'm gonna cross. I the would line. have said. And I might have done this had I, had I, if my wife been bow, battling alopecia and catching all sorts of hell for it, and it was uncomfortable, and I lost it a bit. I think I still would have been possessed of enough yes. self control to go up and say, "Chris, my wife has a condition. I need you to apologize." Yeah, for that. And if not, I'm going to mm-hmm. kill you. Yeah, or whatever. Dude, <laughs> you know what I mean? But but as long as there's is there's fair warning. Have you ever heard the "How can she slap" clip? Have you ever heard that? We, yes. we will we will play that for you. Yo, know, he followed through on that too. By the way, I mean, you could see it, it was like he had just hit a grand slam, like the the little oh, fo- <laughs> the yeah, follow through. He didn't rotate no. back much. Yeah. No, but he he did he did uh, yeah. like yeah, almost like yeah. a jab slap. But he but he came all the way through. He did rotate through it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. If we're gonna break down the uh, yeah, play by play, I just I'm like what is going through clapping? What is going through? Chris Rock's mind as as Will Smith is walking up towards him. Like, well, the last thing well, that you're exactly. expecting is you're going to get punched in the face. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because you know? he's laughing. He's like, oh, here he comes. Here he, he, comes. Thought, he thought it was yeah. going to be a funny moment. And, and all of a sudden, yeah, his hands so. were behind his back. He yeah. obviously yeah. was not expecting <laughs> right. to be assaulted. Dude, oh my God! This is crazy. It's so, and I do. I feel. I, be, I feel bad for him. It was like he was up there doing his thing yeah. and just oh, so embarrassing. <laughs> and it was Will Smith. Of and, all people. And, and if he did, you know, if if he didn't realize he would cross the line, um, Will should have let him know later on, and and they yeah. could have they could have, you know, they could have. That's they like, that's ended like differently. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Falcon punching Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Right in the bed. Yeah. Pow. <sighs> okay. I mean, it is. All right. 
Listen, we've got to take a break, but this is the obvious glaring thing to talk about, and we had to throw it out there, and I'm sure it'll come up again many mo- more yeah. times at some point or another. But we have a few other things we're going to get to. We have the Bizarre File on the way. We had a horrible, horrible thing that happened in the world of music that touched us deeply here. Taylor Hawkins, obviously, you saw that story, passed away. 50 years old, terrible story. Um, we spent some uh, time over the weekend with tributes to Taylor. We're continuing that this morning on the Preston and Steve show. We're going to play nothing but Foo Fighters music this morning. We're definitely going to stop and talk about it in a little while. Um, and we're going to suspend the MMR madness for today out of respect. So we will come back in a moment. We will get to the bizarre file. And like I said, we're definitely going to be talking about Taylor and uh, his, uh, uh, you know, just impact on the world of, of rock music and what his... Uh, his presence being gone is going to mean. We'll be back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Only 30 minutes late with the Bizarre File. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Jersey Mike's. Uh, Dave Giving, it is your time to shine for the participants of the Special Olympics USA Games. You can grab a sub. Wednesday, March 30th, that's this Wednesday, and all sales will be donated to the games. Jersey Mike's B, a sub above. Well, let's start with a story in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Oh, no. uh, this is kind of a follow-up, but a mom has been convicted on charges that she used secret phone numbers to harass three girls of her daughter's cheerleading squad. Well, what did the girls do? Oh, my God. They- <laughs> no, I remember this story. Raffaella Spone of Chalfont was found guilty Friday by a Bucks County jury of three counts of misdemeanor cyber harassment that occurred between July and August 2020. Spone could face up to a year in prison and a $2,500 fine. Let me just say, Chalfont, remember, was like that uh, place that I uh, compared to Wayward Pines. Right, right, When I got there, they were like, there's an outsider in here. Right. What is she doing here? Uh, Spome was arrested and charged last March after she was accused of doctoring videos and images to harass three underage girls on her daughter's Victory Vipers traveling cheerleading team. And I forgot to what level, so this is a lengthy story. I'm going to jump in. I jig on it. I jig jig on it. The woman allegedly created deep fakes that put the teenagers in compromising positions that never occurred. Prosecutors said at the time that it was part of an effort to get the three girls in trouble. Diabolical. The harassment first came to the attention of police when the mother of one of the girls reported that her daughter received texts and calls from a blocked phone number. Some of the texts included photos that had been taken from the girls' social media accounts and doctored to make her appear nude. And in a public place or as if she had been drinking alcohol and vaping. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at a picture of the mom, by the way. Wow. Other messages include screenshots of one of the girls saying that she was very depressed and alleged deep fake video. The same girl was depicted as vaping. Uh, The video was sent to coaches of the Doylestown-based cheerleading squad in an attempt to get the girl kicked off the team. And one of the calls the girl received, she was told, you should kill yourself. Oh, Oh, my God. 
Two other parents came forward in December to report that their daughters were targeted with similar calls and texts, including salacious images that placed them in situations that never occurred, some including uh, cruel captions. A search of Spone's telephone by police found the images that were sent in messages stored on her mobile device. So they had her dead. Yeah, yeah they absolutely. Had there, Your so. mom's, right? Uh, yeah, so that's what the show yeah, is. Yeah. Is uh, there's, a, there's a show called Deadly Cheer Mom that debuted on Friday on Tubi yeah. that is around this case. Yep. Uh, so the judge, Regina Armitage, uh, allowed the trial to move forward in Bucks County Common Police Court. The three girls and their mothers testified during the trial that they were... Scared after receiving the messages because they didn't know it was sending them. Uh, Spone did not testify at her trial. She was now out on bail and awaiting a sentencing date. But, yeah. The deep fake technology can create stuff that looks authentic. All right. You guys probably saw this. This is horrible. A 14-year-old boy died after he fell Thursday night from a drop tower amusement ride that recently opened at the Orlando area's Icon Park Entertainment Complex. Tyree Sampson, 14 years old of St. Louis, Missouri, fell from the Orlando Free Fall Ride, described by its operators as the world's tallest freestanding uh, drop tower. It's a cool-looking ride. It it is a cool-looking ride. It just it blows my mind that, and this kid was... Huge in video circulating on social media the, uh, that purportedly shows the incident. A person falls from their seat about five seconds into the ride's drop down the tower as the vehicle decelerates before it reaches the ground. Deputies were called. Samson was taken to the hospital. He died from his injuries, and details about what led to the fall were not immediately released. Sheriff's investigators will determine whether the incident was an accident or internet uh, intentional. And from an initial investigation, it appears to be a terrible tragedy. I saw a video footage of them. While they were uh, getting them strapped in, right, with the and people belt. were asking, "Is there a belt? Is there something right. here?" And then the and the oh. person running the ride just kind of offhandedly goes, "No, it's nothing like that," you know, or something. And uh, oh. you know, Gray from Long, but he was six five and three hundred pounds. He was a big, very yeah. big kid. Yes, absolutely. They called him a gentle giant. Yeah. Oh God. Um, and uh, he was visiting uh, Orlando with his football team over spring break. It's just a terrible, terrible story. So I'm curious as to where this investigation will lead. Uh, a man at an upscale Galleria area hotel was hospitalized early Saturday after he accidentally shot himself in the testicles. Oh, man. This is in Houston. Police and paramedics responded to the shooting at the St. Regis Houston Hotel. Oh, my balls. Uh, police said that the man was either unpacking a gun or pulling it from his pants when it went off. What's this put the gun in your Belt. I know. I don't get I that. I know. Tucking I know. it in your pants? Uh, police oh, my balls. described the victim at uh, as a young man but didn't have information on his age. Paramedics took him to the hospital where he was listed in serious but stable condition. At so. least put it in the back. By the way, the St. Regis, those are really nice hotels. Yeah, they are, like yeah. top yeah, absolutely. hotels. Good place to shoot your balls. Yeah. Uh, under a state law, Texas hotels can't prohibit <laughs> guests from carrying firearms or storing them in their rooms. Oh, my balls. This guy shot his nuts off. <laughs> One last story. Then Can we you gotta... send up extra towels? <laughs> <laughs> Why? I shot my balls. All right. One last story. This took uh, place in New Jersey. A human corpse was ejected from a van on the way oh, no. to a funeral home oh. during a car crash oh. in New Jersey on really? Friday afternoon. Oh, yes. Jersey where? Uh, in uh, Paramus, New Jersey. Oh, Paramus. Uh, Paramus, I'm sorry. Yeah. Paramus. Uh, the five-car crash on Route 17 south of the area of Route 4 also involved a horse trailer. Oh, my God. During the crash, which uh, involved a horse trailer and a funeral home vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> the 
police wrote, an ejection of mortal remains occurred. Oh, my God. In photos, the accident shared to Facebook, a stretcher could be seen resting partially on the roadway right next to the front wheel of a truck towing the trailer. How long did paramedics try to revive the body? Police said the corpse, (laughs) which was on a stretcher and wrapped in a sheet just before the crash, was not damaged, and the horse from the trailer was able to escape without injury, so the horse was okay. Three people were hospitalized, but with no serious injuries, and that is what we have in the bizarre file this morning. All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back in uh, just a moment. We're going to play some more Foo Fighters, and we definitely have to talk about that terrible, terrible tragedy that took place over the weekend with Taylor Hawkins. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. MMR rocks Women's History Month. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Dorothy. This is Amy Lee. It's Joan Jett. It's Lizzie Hale from the band Hailstorm. Hi, I'm Nia Strauss. This is Jen and Corey. Hey, it's Taylor Momsen from The Pretty Reckless. This is Lilith Starr. Hey, y'all, it's Rebecca and Megan. Together, we're Larkin Poe. Rock and roll is visceral. Rock and roll is powerful. And so are the voices behind it. Women have always been and will always be a driving force in rock history. And our voices and our instruments are just getting louder. Every day. Getting louder every day. Every single day. So from me, everyone in Hailstorm, from Evanescence, from The Pretty Reckless, from The Black Arts, and WMMR. 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 WMMR, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for writing the next chapter with us. WMMR, saluting all the women who've rocked our world. Go kill it, ladies. So, like I said, we're not gonna we're not gonna have the uh, MM March Madness today. <clears throat> we're gonna set that aside because musically we're gonna uh, put our efforts towards uh, remembering Taylor Hawkins. It was uh, I, I went to bed early Friday night. And uh, it was until Saturday morning I got uh, the texts from you guys and that the text chain of, uh, of the fact that Taylor Hawkins died, 50 years old. I'd never heard anything leading up to this that he was having any problems. So I was confused. I thought, you know, I, I didn't even remember his past drug problems, to be honest. I hadn't thought no. about that at all. I got home from uh, a charity event and, um, you know, had a tuxedo on. I, I go to the, you know, the, the bathroom. I get home. And I, I see this popping up, and I'm like, okay. I, I Preston, I have not taken this long to... Hmm. Verify? Verify. Yeah. I, I must have taken close to like 25 minutes because it still hadn't hit TMZ and things like that. So I'm going all mm-hmm. over the place. Like I'm thinking, and I swear to God, I'm thinking... If this is a promotion for the horror movie, for their for their movie, is this a joke? Is this right, a joke? Yeah, right? Because Same. this is not. I'm not digging this. Right. And then eventually, I saw it hit the the real like the, the the sites. I would say, okay, if it's hit this many, it's a legit story. Right. And I'm like, oh my god! But it's it's been a long time since I was like, no, no, this cannot be. This is not real. And and it was it was led with with zero details, with none other yes, than they were right. in Bogota. They were going to a, a, a big festival, and that uh, that he died, and yeah. that's all that there was to it. Now more has come out, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. And there's still more to come. There's still official reports that need to be made, but the, the, this, it's not looking good. I was one who shared with you guys the the initial story, and I did it pretty quickly because it came from the Foo Fighters Twitter, account. right? Well, that know? was yeah. I, that's what I thought too, because like usually there'll be rumors or speculation, or you'll see a tweet from TMZ or something else. Like the news. Yeah. The first news of it came directly from them. Yep. I immediately thought about Marissa. Uh, yeah, me too. Marissa, Marissa is the, the biggest Foo Fighters fan. Likewise. And Connor. I know. And uh, uh, Taylor's like her favorite in, in the band, and I just felt horrible for her. So that must have been really, really rough, and that hit you, Marissa. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a little bit of a schoolgirl crush. 
he, you know, is just a really handsome man. And um, there, I shared a, a photo that I had taken, I think it was 2007, 8, um, where I was backstage. Jackson brought me backstage when he interviewed Dave and Chris Shiflett. And um, I stepped out back into the green room. It was at the Tower Theater. And we've all been upstairs. They're very small little rooms. Like, yeah. they kind of put you into a back room to do the interview. And I step out, and there's Taylor Hawkins sitting on the couch oh, right man. there. And I, um, you know, I couldn't keep myself composed. I had no words. Mm. I, I just had a big smile. If you look at the photo, <laughs> yeah. I am like red. I'm beaming. <laughs> um, and I just looked at this other gentleman who was in the room and I kind of handed him my cell phone and said, do you mind taking a photo of us? <laughs> Years later, I realized that I had handed my phone to Pat Smear. Oh, no way. Of, uh, <laughs> it took me years to realize that. Um, but I hated this photo because I, I look like such a dweeb. I'm such a No, dweeb. you look like oh, someone, cute. as we know you, is, is just a, a massive fan, enamored yeah. of him. And it, I think it's a wonderful picture. I feel so bad for Dave Grohl because these two guys, it was so clear that they were just on the same page that they were of, of a feather, that they were brothers. I think David called yeah. them in his in his book, A Brother from Another Mother, and that's apropos because I think that they they had this kind of bromance that went a step further, that they, you know, they, they thought alike. They, they they were clear, massive fans, just of music yeah. in general, just loving every bit of it, you know, and, and it's just, I feel so bad for him. Yeah, every member of that band, you know, has side projects and has different passions for music, but these two guys, like you said, Preston, just... Uh, they aligned. They had yeah. the same musical love. And you could just tell over the past few years that he became Dave's right-hand man. Yeah. They played off of each other. Um, if you guys recall, a bunch of years ago when Dave broke his leg, um, Taylor jumped on the microphone and performed a couple of songs right, right then and there um, and just stepped in for a moment. But they play off each other. There's this moment when they were at MSG last year um, when Taylor's son was like right on stage with him and they swapped for a moment and and Taylor um, shared a very personal moment where he said I have never thoroughly enjoyed Nirvana as a band. He's like because I'm playing with Nirvana. I'm playing with the band and his 12 year old son is there and Nirvana had become his son's favorite band. So he said you know uh, now Nirvana's my favorite band and and Dave looks at him and he's like dude we have to talk after the show because (laughs) if you didn't really know this band then we gotta talk. Hmm. Um, But just gone so 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 soon, mm-hmm. so suddenly. Marissa, how many times have you seen the Foo's over the years? Do you know? They're probably one of the bands I've seen the most. I've traveled a couple times to see them. I, I, I don't usually keep count, but probably eight to ten. Okay. And I've seen Chevy Metal a whole bunch of times. Um, it's, uh, Taylor's uh, sort of cover band band, yeah. right? Yeah, he, he had two side projects. He was actually working on a third side project with Dave Navarro currently. Um, but Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders and then Chevy Metal um, was literally, I always described it as if it was uh, you seeing like your uncle's garage band. They would just play Motley Crue songs and mm. Yes songs, and mm. um, I so I saw them in Chester a few years ago, and geez, they're just they're so good. Yeah, I uh, Taylor, uh, I remember when they were inducting Rush into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. he was so excited, he was so happy, they were so thrilled, and you could just tell, you know, and any any of these bands, like like from all genres. Uh, the Bee Gees and 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 everything you know, all the thing, the bands that, that Chevy Metal covered, they just loved every bit of of rock and all the tendrils that went out from that, and you know, different all kinds of formats well, of music. Like like as you said earlier, he and Dave, rock fans, yeah. like documenting rocks, paying tribute to to the different bands, keeping it going. Yeah. 
Yeah. And just reading, you know, a bunch about it over the weekend, like anybody that commented about him talks about what a nice guy he was. Yes, everybody. I mean, the list of of uh, people that that were. You know, let me let me find this because they're they're a list of of the celebrities that are uh, offering their condolences. And I'm just gonna without reading what they said. Let me just give you the yeah, yeah. name. And and keep in mind the refrain is what a sweetheart, yeah. what a nicest guy in rock, m- most beautiful person in the in our industry. Jimmy Page, Mick Jagger, Stuart Copeland, Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson, Lars Ulrich, Pearl Jam, the entire band, Stevie Nicks, Ringo Starr, Joe Walsh, Brian May, Joe Perry, Brian Wilson, John Fogarty, Paul Stanley, uh, Steve Van Zant, Axl Rose, Slash, Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Iommi, Tom Morello, Scott Ian, Travis Barker. Travis Barker had a really yeah. sweet thing he say. He say he he wrote. Um, I I don't have the words. Sad to write this or to never see you again. Um, and I'll never forget Laguna Beach days when I was a trash man playing in a punk rock band and you were playing with Alanis and you came to watch me play in dive bars and you're like, kid, you're a star. And I thought you were crazy, but you gave me so much hope and determination. Uh, years later, we toured together with Blink and Foos in Australia and have the best memories of smoking cigarettes in the restroom, of flights we were on together, and watching your set every night to say I'll miss you, my friend, isn't enough. Till the next time we talk, dr- drums and smoke in the boys' room. Rest in peace. And it went on, you know, more people like Quest Love and Wolfgang Van Halen and Mike Portnoy and all these people just uh, saying what a wonderful person he was. We have... Um, we do have some audio. If you, I don't know if you want to get to it now, Preston. Yeah, uh, let's do some audio, and then I've got some some details uh, to pass along. Coldplay announced the the passing I- I- on stage. Okay, we right. have that. Here we go. Uh, we heard that a friend of ours in a great great band called the Foo Fighters has uh, has, has uh, passed away. And, uh, we weren't sure whether to talk about it in this concert, but we we have to because they're our friends and we care about them and we feel like uh, we should send love to the Foo Fighters because uh, we, we all knew Taylor, their drummer, who was a beautiful, beautiful man. And so we're going to play this song for the Foo Fighters and uh, this, is, this is called uh, Everybody. Okay. And then Miley Cyrus was apparently very, very good friends with, uh, with Taylor Hawkins. All right, here we go. Probably everybody heard the news that we lost a legend in rock music yesterday, my friend Taylor Hawkins. And uh, I just want to send my most peaceful wishes to Foo Fighters family and to uh, the Hawkins family. She says something about, you remember, her plane was struck by lightning recently. We have that clip as well, yeah. Yeah. We had a pretty terrifying experience on our end, too. And we were flying one of the other festivals, and our plane got struck by lightning, and we had to make this emergency landing, and the first person that I called was Taylor because he was already at the festival. And uh, that would have been a time that I would have gotten to see my friend, and I did it. So it makes me really sad. But I would have done anything to hang out with him one more time. Oh, man. They were both Jeez. in South America, right? Like she, yeah. She was touring down there as well. Same, yeah. same deal, yeah. Um, here is Taylor speaking about staying healthy yeah. uh, in order to play his instrument. To be a drummer, to be a good drummer, you have to be an athlete. <laughs> it's to take care of yourself. And to have a good life, you have to take care of yourself. And I have children now, I have a wife, and I'm very normal. Do anything that would be considered rock star anymore, really, at all. You know, we don't go to Hollywood parties and we don't 
my phone book isn't filled with f***ing actors and, you know, we don't live that kind of life. And it's just great and it's healthy and I'm into, you know, if I could just quit smoking cigarettes, I'll be the picture of health. I don't oh, know when, I don't know when that was. Um, they didn't give him an actual year. Uh, he had, you'd mentioned, Preston, about the the um, the early issue with drugs. Uh, on, uh, apparently, it got really bad. I want to say two, 2001, in that early early yeah, 2000s. That's when he EOD. overdosed yeah. in 2001. Yeah, and he, he talked about, you know, he, he had, in interviews since then, he had said that, you know, I, this happened to me and, and I got I let it get away from me. Right. And eventually, um, you know, in fact, here I have a, a, an excerpt from that interview. This was last year. He said, everyone has their own path and I took it too far. Talking about this heroin overdose he had in London in 2001. Uh, and uh, I was partying in London one night and I mistakenly did something and it changed everything. Uh, I believe the bull S myth of, uh, I believed the bull S myth of live hard and die fast, uh, live, hard, live hard and fast and die young. He said, uh, I'm not here to preach about not doing drugs because I loved doing drugs, but I just got out of control for a while and it almost got me. So, by the way, with all of that, uh, authorities confirmed that uh, that he had, or at least is what they're saying now, that he had overdosed on heroin mixed with antidepressants and uh, benzodiazepines, uh, benzos, uh, people know them as. Um, this is the Columbia's, um, you know, corner. Uh, uh, yeah, or, or whatever. They're, I think they're called the uh, the Secretariat, right. believe it or not. Um, had uh, now, I know here in the states, usually it'd be like we're not going to get toxicology reports for six weeks. So I'm curious as to where this is going to go. They said that his heart was double the average size of 300 grams, and it weighed at least 600 grams. Whoa. That's what forensic experts said. So. Um, yeah, Marissa, you were saying that you had heard that uh, he had made it to the he had had chest pains and made it to the hospital. Uh, so the first reports that I had read, obviously, I don't know if there's anything official yet, um, but I had heard that he had alerted somebody that he was having chest pains, and yeah. that's why they came. Um, and and uh, by the time an ambulance had come, uh, a private ambulance had already taken him there. So the Columbia's Attorney General's office uh, confirmed an initial autopsy carried out on Saturday revealed traces of 10 different drugs in his uh, urine, including opioids, which can range a whole bunch of things. Yeah. And a statement had also revealed that uh, marijuana and antidepressants had been detected. Uh, well-known Colombian journalist uh, Luis Carlos Velez said earlier that a police officer who entered Hawkins' hotel room at the Four Seasons had told prosecutors he saw a cocaine-like white powder. That hasn't really been confirmed yet. Concerns about his health first arose on Friday night uh, when he be began complaining of uh, chest pains prior to the band's headline performance. His condition subsequently deteriorated and efforts to revive him by a private doctor and a city emergency responder had failed. Um, and so that's where that stands now. So it, it on the surface, and I thought immediately, Casey, you had told me years ago, you know, when you hear something that's kind of like out of the blue, yeah. of a certain age, you know, not, you know, some of the obvious signs that a lot of times, like nine times out of ten, it was a drug thing. Yep. And, uh, and ever since you had brought me up to speed on that years ago, I'm like, you know what, you're right, it usually follows that. That it's, pattern. You're right. It's more often the, the case, and that's what I. That once I heard that they were not, there was no information forthcoming. That's yeah. what immediately came to mind, which is sad because again, oh, you've <sighs> seen him frequently in, in promotion, person of the movie, and all of this stuff recently. I, I, I detected 
not that I would be able to. I'm not that I'm around him 24-7, but I, I didn't see anything that was, oh, or, and even a, a dust-up or, or something where he was, oh, I know nothing. I, I, I never really, I never really thought that of him no. at all. And listen, that's, that's part of the, uh, the horror, horror of the, the addiction. Yeah. Uh, problem is that it can it can be masked and people may not know. But I mean, listen, he's a he's a drummer in a band that they have an aggressive touring schedule. They play hard. They work really really hard. And as he said, you've got to. It takes a lot physically to be a drummer and play several sets, you know, a week, and and be able to continue to to do that without having to cancel or regularly call out sick or something like that. Or, you know, I mean, it just, he didn't seem the type to me. Yeah, exactly. He might've been done in by what my brother said. My brother's recovering alcoholic many years sober now, which is, which is great. But he says his part of his curse was he was able to do his job. He was able to function at his job. And Foo Fighters were the type of band that that changed a whole bunch of years ago and stopped the partying and brought their families on tour with them. Right, so everywhere right. Everywhere they went. I mean, Dave's daughter is one of the backup singers now. And, and with that overseeing mentor that Dave is and as close as they were, I would have thought he would have, you know, kept a check on that and that's probably going to haunt him for the rest of his well, life. You know what though? Dude. That might be a reason why he was in his hotel room mm. alone. You know what I mean? That right. maybe he was probably hiding it from them. Yeah. There's right. a shot of Grohl getting back into the States at the airport, just breaking down. Oh. Um, yeah. It didn't occur to me until a friend of mine who probably introduced me to Nirvana in high school um, posted a photo of the exact same. It was it was Dave standing behind Kurt Cobain, and then he did the exact same pose standing behind Taylor. And they're both gone. And they're both gone. Yeah. And I realized, and and that was when you know when when Dave, when uh, 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 Kurt um, had passed, Dave had like, he disappeared for a year. Yeah. And he had to kind of like come to terms. But I did see this great tweet that said Taylor Hawkins may have been the only drummer alive who could support Dave. Dave Grohl and not make you wish Dave Grohl was sitting behind the Ah, uh, yeah. Because he just played cool. like Dave. Yeah. He yeah. had, uh, so he had been playing with Alanis Morissette initially. Yeah. Uh, and um, was, you know, uh, on that original trajectory. And then eventually there's a clip of him, Preston, when they uh, they were giving an award to Alanis Morissette and he spoke about the importance of her to him. I don't normally give speeches. I play drums for a living. One of the reasons I play drums for a living is because of a, an amazing woman who's here tonight. I think I can see you. Alanis Morissette. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Um, I would probably be delivering pizzas to someone you know tonight if it wasn't for her. Huh. I mean it. Um, she gave me a break. And uh, she's awesome. She was an amazing boss. She went through 18 months of insanity from here to insanity, and she handled it with grace. I think that's where he and Dave met. Yes. Uh, he was. Uh, he, he didn't play on the album. He, right. was, he was a touring drummer. Right. And then uh, they met, you know, as rock bands do meet along the way, and they just hit it off. They just yeah. hit it off right away. And uh, and they knew at that point that they somehow or another they were going to cross paths again. Uh, and ended up happening. Um, you know what? I uh, w- when the when I saw that initial uh, report from the band that he was gone with with no context at all as to why he died, I, I my mind went to the immediate. What I think we all as humans do is why, how, yeah. Mm-hmm. You just want to know. Yeah. And I started to kind of analyze that myself this weekend. Is why do we want to know so badly, so quickly? What happened? 
And the only conclusion I could come up to, come with, is so that we don't have something like that happen again. So that if we understand why something happened, we can do what we can to maybe prevent it again. Happening well, to ourselves? Or happening to ourselves. Or, or the just ones in we general. Love, or people in general. We want to understand it. We, and then, and then, then you're, you know, the worst thought, it becomes true because that's immediately what I thought it was like, oh, man, why, how? Nothing was ever wrong. Wow. It was probably drugs. It was probably an overdose. And I think that's what led me to realize that maybe that's why we want to know so quickly so that stuff like this doesn't happen again. It will, but we want it to not happen again. You know what I mean? The one, yeah, exactly right. The one thing that, that keeps getting reinforced with it, Preston, is that if you're uh, thinking, I haven't checked in with somebody in a long time, right. or you see something... <clears throat> Go ahead, risk it. Say, is, is there anything wrong? Can, can I, you know, go ahead and, and, and do that because, you know, um, here's a guy who we thought, oh, clearly he's beaten his demons and he's on top of the world. Yeah. But, but you know, in those moments, it's, as you said, it's going to, it'll happen again. But if, if you're a little bit more aware and you see something that might alert you for a brief second and you think, uh, I'm just going to ask right now. I would follow that up, Steve, by saying um, go see the bands that you want to see because you never know yeah, how yeah. long they're going to be around, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I was lucky enough to see the Foo Fighters a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that uh, one of the weird things that happens to me when this type of story happens, Preston, especially in the rock world, is I'm grateful for where I work. Uh, I think that there's this sense of community that you get at MMR that's pretty cool. And so uh, Marissa, I know, was like up at 2 in the morning listening to MMR. I listened to a bunch over the weekend as well. Pierre's going to do three hours today. Uh, and Pierre uh, texted me. He said he did an interview with Taylor uh, about eight years ago at a, a small club in New York City. And he's going to replay a bunch of that as well, too. Okay. So for whatever solace we can provide. It I, gives you a way to connect. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things. And we've talked about this bizarre to your, you know, phenomenon of trying to understand why huh. this happens. Is that it, it, it? That this is a necessary part in in cases of, especially with musicians. You know, you'll see a movie if it's somebody that you like to, or, or maybe do that. But there's something about music where you feel you've been communicated to on a very visceral level, and you you need to communally acknowledge. Mm. Nick, I had that same thought. Um, so, so this happened Friday night into, into Saturday, right? We woke up Saturday with the news. Um, and Friday, uh, during the day, I was saying the exact same thing. Like, oh, well, I'll see, not Foo Fighters, a different band, but like, oh, we'll see them next time they come around. And I'm like, you know what, though? You can't really think like that because you never know what's going to happen. And then Saturday morning, woke up to this and I was like, oh, my God, this is like, this is it. This Perfect is the example. example. Yep. Yeah, I um, I guess the news broke around 11 o'clock. I just woke up to a bunch of texts at about 1230. Uh, obviously to turn on the radio immediately. Kudos to Sydney Taylor and Ryan Shuttleworth. Mm. Uh, Sydney is maybe done six shifts ever on MMR, <laughs> and they were anchoring the, the death of the drummer of the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Uh, and they did a phenomenal job. So, okay. I mean, it's hard breaking that yeah. news, but they were stayed live with it, played Foo Fighters all morning, all throughout the night. It was great. Wow. Yeah. I just want to talk about um, having a uh, sort of a keen awareness of... Um, Substance abuse issues, you know, having um, lived a sober life for 10 plus years, you know, the, it's important for anybody listening right now that's going through it. Like, you don't have to live like that anymore. You don't. There's help out there. And if one person can get sober and stay sober, that means you can get sober and stay sober. And there are answers out there. There are, you know, countless numbers of people that are willing to answer their phone, that are willing to help you, that are willing to take you somewhere uh, to get help. And um, You said it one morning on the air. We got an email from a guy who was on his way to rehab, and you uh, you said it very plainly of, like, other people have done it, you can do it. That's what I did. I mean, Other um, people have done it, you can do it. You know, and it, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It's going to be really hard in the beginning. Yes. But, like, every struggle that you go through on your path to a sober life is 
is worth it. It's like, I don't know how else to put it. Like, every struggle, every ounce of mental and physical torture that you need to go through to cleanse your body of whatever substance is in there, like, it's going to suck. But it's worth it. And I'm telling you, as somebody who has, has gone through it and, and lived it, like, you know, I'm and I'm not in the clear, you know what I mean? Like, uh, not until the, the day I die, but like, you know, up until this point, everything that I went through for the last 10 plus years has been like completely and totally worth it. And there are answers out there. There are. And, and, and I will say it time and time and time again. Call somebody. Ask for help. Simple as that. Just ask for help. There, yeah. are, there are people yeah. who want to. You're exactly people who want right. to help you. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. gleefully want to help you. Yeah. I'm yeah. one of them. Yeah. Send me an email. Yeah. Um, let me go to some calls here. I'm going to go to Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. I really hate that this is the reason I'm calling you. Mm, yeah. This is just awful. Um, yeah. I come from a family of Foo Fighters fans. My father goes to the shows. My mother goes to the shows. But I have a six-year-old who has been listening to the Foo Fighters since he was 18 months old and singing as soon as he could. And he thinks Taylor is just, well, he thinks everybody in the band is just incredible and they're larger than life. But as a nurse, I have to tell him how Taylor passed and I'm going to use it as education. I want him to know that even the people we look up to are real people who can become victims of something that can take control of them. And I want my six-year-old to understand how Taylor left us and how he needs to reject that way of life if it's ever put in his face, if it's ever brought to him by friends or or anyone. It's just you don't want that life taken from sure. him. I don't think that, yeah, don't think well, that kids can be too young to learn. No, Nicole, and in that case, I mean, that's, that's something that... Um, Again, you know, how do you lose by starting that conversation early on and just saying, you know, uh, use it as an example. Someone, someone that 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 means something to your son, you know, you might get more traction on because again, it goes to that. Eh, should I? I don't know. Should I? Is this too much? But I mean, I, I see no reason to 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 go back and forth on that. Go for it. The end result Absolutely. is you'll make a difference. You All know? right. Thank you, Nicole. Sorry, you have to. To share that, yeah, that lesson. But uh, let me go to Sean next. Hi, Sean. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you guys doing? I'm um, actually to piggyback on the last call. This is the first time I'm ever calling you guys, and it kind of really sucks I have to do it this way. But yeah. um, Nick, I agree with you. I've never seen them play before, and I kind of regret it. And I, I had an opportunity a couple years ago too, and when they were in Canada, I never got a chance to because I got stuck at work. But um, I got introduced to them when I was. I think my dad gave me the first album when I was like ten. I think the first album came out like 96 or 97 or something. Immediately I was hooked on it. And they are by far my favorite band growing up. And, you know, Steve, just like you, it hasn't really hit me yet. Yeah. Like I got text messages and everything and trying to figure it out, like if it's actually true or not. And it still hasn't really come to terms yet. But, um, yeah. But, Steve, on a lighter note, we do share the same birthday. So I, oh, there we go. There you go. Oh, you got yeah. that going. You got to look for those glimmers of light. You know, though, Sean, year you, after year. You do raise, like, a, a point. You say, we're... <laughs> Were you able to talk with Taylor right now? Would you say? Do you see how people are 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 in pain over this? And again, Literally. you don't understand. We're not exactly sure, but the, all the all the data that's coming in, as you're saying, Preston, seems to indicate that this is the reason for it. You know, think about that, and think about. I always think about. Think about the Thanks people so. who'll be weeping when you are gone mm-hmm. because of some choice that you might have made. And, and if that helps you get past that, as Casey says, reach out. There are people there who will help. I'm going to go next to Kylie. Hi, Kylie. Good morning. Hey, Preston and Steve. How are you guys? We're doing okay. What's up, Kylie? 
I just wanted to call and share my favorite Taylor moment. Um, My husband and I are huge Foo Fighter fans. We actually ended up getting married basically because of our love of them. Not completely, but we followed them a lot around, traveled to different places to see them perform. Our daughter is actually named after one of their songs. (laughs) Um, So when we heard the news, my husband found out Friday night was pretty upset woke me up and the the first thing that I thought of I always go to memories and I loved almost every show Taylor would come out and cover one of his favorite bands Queen Mm. and uh, we went and saw them at Wrigley with the tour that they did with the Struts and that was like one of my favorite moments listening to Luke from the Struts and Taylor cover Bohemian or cover queen yeah and it was just phenomenal and as soon as i heard the news the first thing my mind went to was taylor going oh, <laughs> oh yeah oh. doing the crowd play that's great oh that's awesome all right well thank you kyla you'll have that memory uh i have a clip of him covering some queen live and i think he was doing somebody love so uh he would yeah he would sing so Somebody love again. The, you know, I, I love I love directors who love movies. Yeah. I love musicians who love music. Yes, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, some people will reach a point where it's a job. Yeah. Uh, and, and and with all their success and assurance, the grueling touring schedule. It was never a job. It was always a love of what they did in the music. Yes. And you, you got to love people like that. And yeah. I didn't realize that Taylor and I both have a. Shared an affinity for Adidas track pants and and track shorts. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Is that all he wore? Well, not not all that he wore, but I've seen many uh, videos and, and photos of him. I'm like, oh, I think I have those pants. Well, wow. uh, and and uh, just to lighten it up a little bit, I saw a post from Sebastian Bach over the weekend. He posted a video of him hanging out with uh, Taylor, and there was an, another young lady, and they were like at a party and just enjoying each other's company and singing some Van Halen, but. When Sebastian kind of turns around and looks at the camera, I was like, "Oh my god, he looked like a he looked like a vampire." I swear to God, oh, he, no. he, he he has that face. Yeah, uh, but speaking of having a face, uh, Taylor's smile yeah. was just so big and bright and so full of life and and so fun uh, that you couldn't help but just like the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I never had a chance to meet him, or if I did, I don't remember because I I only met Foo Fighters in the earlier days of their uh, uh, of their meteoric rise, and, and I was more enamored with meeting Dave because he came from Nirvana right, and all that right, stuff. Right, right. But uh, I may have met him along the way, but he just has that look about him. I mean, what... I mean, he, he looks like the, the dude on the beach with the surfboard. He looks like the dude. Hey, yeah. he looks like yeah. the dude. Yeah. Uh, you're know? exactly right. And Preston, uh, Whitney Cummings, who was in the movie, you know, the, their, their movie uh, recently... Uh, talked about the smile. The, the, yeah. the, you could go. You go over if you're in a room and you walked in and see somebody like that. You go, oh, that's the guy I need to get directed. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk to that guy. Yeah. Wow, sad, just terrible, man. Fifty years old. Fifty years 50. old. Fifty, and they 20. still had so much more to do. 
And he has kids. I, I you know. know. Mm-hmm. I know. It's, it's terrible. just terrible. Okay, Pierre with a big tribute block uh, today. MM March Madness on hold. We're playing nothing but Foo Fighters. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. Thanks for your calls. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Judah Kim. Judah Kim, your Local Shots Artist of the Month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. Ed mentioned what a what a turbulent weekend uh, it was. You had uh, <clears throat> obviously the the tragedy of Taylor Hawkins uh, passing away, and that that blew us away. Obviously, in a, a terribly negative light. You have uh, Villanova advancing to the final four again, again yeah. which yeah. is fantastic. That's you know like the high end. And then you have the weirdness of Will Smith <laughs> smacking Keith uh, Chris Rock on. The Oscars telecast. Hawkins is up. What can we add to this? We can add to this that Termini Brothers brought us cannolis this morning. So here we go, yet on another weird little high note. And I had mentioned, I read this. Get my cannolis out your mouth. (laughs) That's why he hit him. Get my delicious cannolis out your mouth. That's the ad, right? I was telling Steve, I hope this continues. The get get that out your mouth thing continues from Will Smith. Can we we play that part of it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you could cue that up where where he's had it, and and then I'll tell you about Tamini Brothers. But uh, Uh, maybe it's here. I don't even know. All right, hang on a second. Greatest night in the history of television. You got to back it up a little bit. Uh, You'll see the bleeps. Yeah, I got it. All right, here we go. My wife's name out your. No! I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to. I'm, go- I'm going to. I'm going to. Take my wife's cannoli <laughs> out your mouth. Thank you. Take my wife's name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was just a genius. Angel. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. No! I'm going to. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Oh, God. So, it, anyway, they, uh, Termini Brothers, uh, that's what I said. Termini. 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 Oh, damn it. Do, are, do, are we sure? Do we ask them? No, I, you guys, you, you, you're lifers here, so, uh, Termini Brothers. Say my name right. <laughs> out your mouth. Out your mouth. Oh, you've been putting them cannolis out your mouth. Uh, so, Germany. <laughs> uh, Get the wrong pronunciation out your mouth. So they brought by, and so I I had had that article last week <laughs> of the greatest uh, desserts in the U.S. What are you guys sharing over oh, there? No. Stop it! <laughs> no, you making a, fun of me? No, 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 no. It's a picture of that I just got. It's Will Smith and Chris Rock. Will Smith has an Eagles hat on, and Chris Rock has a Cowboys hat on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyhow, I, uh, of the best desserts in the U.S., and one of them was from uh, Termini Brothers, we- and uh, I had said that uh, cannolis have never been one of my favorites, right? and I never had theirs, 
So I went in and I I get it now. You get it I now. Just yeah. had some, I get it well, now. It's fam freaking tastic. You know what? They're not. Um, they're not overly sweet. Yeah, that's that's what, that what I said. That's what I said. That's what I overly sweet. And the the cannoli shell tastes better. Some I've had I almost have like a kind of bitter taste to them right, or right. something. Coupled with the fact that's that outstanding. On this some cannolis, you'll get an, like an aftertaste, and you yes. don't get it with this. Yep. And I never liked that. Yeah, yeah. So. I've I've come around. You like it now? Yes. Keep my wife's <laughs> name out your f- mouth. I'm going to. Oh God! It's so I just it makes me feel so uncomfortable. By the way, that was sent directly from Joe and Vince Termini. So thank you guys. And were they the ones whose machine broke down? It was right, and they had to get they had to get special help. Yeah, like uh, a local machine shop. Yeah, local company like stepped in and helped them. Yeah, and it was right before when when is does everybody go to get these? Is that Valentine's Day or Uh, usually like Thanksgiving, Christmas? Uh, That was it. Friday. Yeah, Yeah. and Friday. (laughs) Yes, Uh, I will forever now be a fan so thank you guys you didn't need to do that there was really cool it's very nice let claire know she's got some coming. so i caught all hell on that friday i can't believe you left without one well i always bring home stuff for her but i that, that didn't i didn't realize she was a cannoli fan she's probably and, waiting and, and, but I, you know what we waited for mega cannoli so yeah. now she's happy yeah she actually handed me tupperware this morning very good <laughs> yeah. you're gonna need that get that out your mouth get, get, get that, that cannoli out your mouth all right, with all the, the hoopla of the um, Oscars last night, we glanced over. We didn't even touch on the fact that the Razzie Awards oh. were were given out. It was too. a big night. Yeah, so they, they hand those out. Saturday night, correct? Ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. they do that the, the day before. And uh, the worst picture for the Razzies went to Diana the Musical. Which I'm not even familiar with. Yeah, I only became familiar with it because of the Razzies. Yeah, yeah. I, I know nothing about this. But it's so. apparently horrible. Uh, <laughs> Le- LeBron James won Worst Actor for Space Jam, A New oh. Legacy. You know, the funny thing is, is that um, he was such a Space Jam fan, and he he produced this movie as well, and, and it was kind of... Just universally panned. Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't a big fan of the original Space Jam. I didn't like it either. Yeah, so yeah. so uh, to me, I was like, okay, but like he's really taking this personally. I'm like, mm. you know, he's, he's taking the Razzie thing personally. Uh, that's what I hear. Huh. And it's like this is dude. That's you, you gotta. That's what happens. He was great in Trainwreck. He was uh, very yeah. The Andy Schumer movie. Yeah, he was, it was yeah. surprisingly, and he's playing lo- himself in that as well. Yep, he was yeah. a lot better than I thought he was going to be. So I think he's got. A place in yeah. being in films from time to time, but I didn't see this, so I can't comment on it. But apparently, the Razzies thought it was the worst. <laughs> it does seem like a remake that did, it did not it need to be made yeah, yeah. Yeah. at all. You know, yeah. I don't know if that was one of the reasons why people didn't like it as much. But I don't know who needs a second Space Jam. <laughs> all right, worst actress went exactly. to Jenna Dewall for Diana the Musical. We don't know anything about it. Worst supporting actress went to Judy Cade for Diana the Musical. I know Diana the Musical. The, the plot line involves street racing. Oh, so it I does. Think, yeah, <laughs> that's that's I think the issue. Uh, so, worst supporting actor, Jared Leto for House of Gucci. Did anybody see that? No, I did. Uh, I did. did. What'd you think of it? House of Gucci? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I liked it. Really? Okay. I really liked it. I thought, yeah, I mean, I didn't know the full story behind it. I knew a bit of it. Um, yeah, and I, I was intrigued by it. Sure. Okay. It's, it's a Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott directed it. It's okay. got some, apparently some, oh, you saw it? No, 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 no. I some, didn't realize it was him, though. Some some very um, robust performances by Jared Leto. And, and last night, the joke on the Oscars was, you know, there were like 400 different accents in the movie because <laughs> no one could lock on an accent. <laughs> I... I love Jared Leto. And in, in fact, we played a clip of him earlier talking about uh, Morpheus. 
And Morbius. Morbius. Yeah. Who's Morpheus? Where's from, from the, the that's, Matrix? Matrix. That's Matrix. Yeah. It, it's so funny because I was going to say Morbius. And I'm like, no, that's it's from the Matrix. No, it's, <laughs> it's Cicely Tyne. Cicely Tyne. But anyway, uh, I, I think Jared is is a really really good actor. Well, and, see, I think it's the character. He, yeah. The character he plays is very bizarre. He's a brother um, that they don't quite trust. He isn't um, notable in the industry. They don't trust him with the business. They don't want him to be any part of the business. And it, his character is just very weird and quirky. Yeah. No, he's a great actor. Did you ever see Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah. Whoa. He, he won the Oscar for it. He's incredible yeah. in that. And, and then uh, he was great as uh, Joker, I thought, yeah. too. I dug that. He's uh, he's in a show right now on, I think it's Apple Plus. I watched the first couple episodes, him and, and Hathaway. True story, right? It is and a true it, story. It, he like plays a, this Israeli guy. So like he's like a charismatic... Is he almost cult? He is a an he calls himself a serial entrepreneur, and so in the beginning, the first you know episode, it's him just trying to figure out how right. he's going to make his billions, right? <laughs> Not millions or even right. hundreds of thousands, but he wants to be a billionaire. And then uh, finally, he eventually locks onto something. But this he, is cereal; you don't have to put in milk. <laughs> Uh, also winning was uh, worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie. Oh. He had his own category. <laughs> That's it was all Bruce Willis. <sighs> movies that he had been in. The one that won was Bruce Willis in Cosmic Sin. Don't even know it. All right, which no one is that? There's literally like 11 movies that he was in. I mean, like a, a, an astonishing amount. I think I got suckered into one or two of them because I like Bruce Willis a it's lot. Great, and yeah. I was like, okay, I can do this one. And I did. I think I did a full one. And then the second one, I was like, oh, this is going to be garbage, too. And I so, can't remember which one it was. So he's just doing these as money grabs, right? Oh, totally. It has to be. Yeah. I, I can't imagine he's excited by these scripts. Yeah. Uh, worst remake, uh, ripoff or sequel went to Space Jam, A New Legacy. And then the rest of us all repeats because worst director was for the Diana the Musical uh, <laughs> film. And worst screenplay was Diana the Musical 2. Now, occasionally, people will show up to accept, you know. and, and uh, They some, do. Yeah. I want to say. Sandra Bullock. Did. Sandra Bullock, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She showed up and, and she got the, you know. Went the whole thing and they loved her for it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I don't think anybody else. Any of this crew is going to show up for that, but um, we may stay as well stay with some of the award uh, stuff. But uh, Amy Schumer was one of the hosts, yeah, at the Oscars last night, and she's letting the world know uh, what she is calling her biggest secret: uh, that she has this hair pulling disorder uh, that has called her internal shame. Uh, for decades, it's called uh, trichotillomania. You guys familiar with this? Yeah, I actually oh. know yeah. Um, somebody who suffers from that. And I don't know if it's the same exact one, but... They, uh, they pull their own hair out. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so this girl that I know... Uh, she Some people would, eat it, too. Yeah. She, yeah. What, what, she couldn't stop playing with it. So she would yank hair out of her head... And then she would just, and she's like, I, I can't, she's like, I just love it. That's like just, Kathy. Yeah. But she doesn't rip it out of her hair. Yeah, she yeah, just yeah. plays with it all the time. Yeah, and then I, um. I don't. I yes, don't, you do. No, no, I would say I don't, like, I, that doesn't even register with me. Okay. Like, I yeah. have no idea that I actually do that. Yeah, it's just like a fixation, just something you yeah. kind of do. Yeah, yeah. And, but I think that, I'm not sure exactly about this, but I think Case, because I, I also had a friend who would, like, almost pull, like, well, she would play with her hair and then pull the ends out. But I think this is more of, like, they're like yanking hairs out. Oh yeah, yeah. They pull the it out root. from the root. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and in different. fact, people. I'm sorry to interrupt in your story, Casey, but they can end up with with bald patches. Yeah, because they're pulling they're it pulling. out from the root. Yeah, yeah. And I think they do like their eyebrows too. So it, it can be different for different mm-hmm. people, I believe, in, in areas that they focus on. Yeah. And so somebody else I, I knew had to basically had to sleep with a knit cap on um, because they would do it like as they were sleeping or, okay. or falling asleep. Okay. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so uh, it, it's the scientific name for compulsive hair pulling, uh, trichotillomania. I think I'm pronouncing that correct. 
Uh, she says she's lived with that disorder. Get the wrong pronunciation no, out, of my mouth. out your mouth. <laughs> Sorry, Will. <laughs> I'm working on it. Uh, <laughs> does this also pertain to... Um, People like who would nail eat, biting and things like nail that? Nail biting or, or people that pull up pieces of foam rubber or things like that? I mean, this is specifically like hair. Okay, yeah. just specifically hair? All right. Maybe there's an umbrella right, uh, that, category. That, that this falls under, and then, then you get into smaller detail like this, but I'm not sure, Steve. Uh, so she says she's lived with this since she was a child, and one that she fears it may be passed on to her two-year-old son. Uh, if anybody listening has had this issue and knows more about it, feel free to let us know, 215 215- 263-WMMR. I've been familiar with it for a long time, uh, but Amy opened up the Hollywood Reporter. I didn't, not about Amy's no, no. secret, but um, about the struggles, and she said, I'm proud that my big secret only hurts me, uh, but it's been what I've carried to, it's been what I've carried so much shame about for so long. Uh, she said there, apparently there's a genetic component to uh, trichotillomania, y- yeah. and as a result, she feels that... Um, she feels like she's having a heart attack every time she sees her young son touch his hair. Oh, wow. Because she's curious if he might. So this isn't like, oh, why are you doing that? That's stupid. Why are you doing that? It's right. just literally compelled. Yes. Yeah. You feel incomplete right, if you right, don't yeah. do. It's horrible. If you don't f- move forward with that. Uh, she said that uh, she recalls getting th- things getting so bad uh, when she was younger, that she needed a wig to cover her bald spots. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. And she said everybody at school knew that she was wearing a wig, uh, which didn't even fit. So, so this is that when can she, be tough for her. This is kid. not now? This is when she no. was younger? I don't know. I, I assume she's got a handle on it now, and, <laughs> and maybe medications and things like that can help along the way? Yeah, I, I don't know the specifics, but I think that's probably the case. Yeah. Steve, uh, to answer your question, um, and this is just from a little bit of cursory research, but it's a, it's an on the OCD Expect, uh, spectrum, I should say, yeah. and so it can be related to um, tics, like okay. disorders, right. and and, and uh, eating disorders. Uh, also, uh, pulling and biting at your skin, um, scra- <laughs> obsessive scratching. That right, that right. Behavior. Oh, God. Uh, her uh, confrontation of the issue head on. Uh, she's taking care of this in her new scripted show, Hulu, uh, on Hulu called Life and Beth. Has anybody watched it yet? I the, the trailer looks really good. It looks okay. funny. Okay. Yeah, uh, but I have not. Uh, so that show is partially based on a real life stage. She's hoping it'll help alleviate shame for not only herself, but for others. So I guess they're, uh, touching on that on the, sh- in the show. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Mike who, uh, has this issue. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, but am I pronouncing it correct? Uh, trichotillomania? I always thought it was trichotillomania, but okay. you could be right. <laughs> okay. Trichotillomania. Um, so you've, you've had an issue with this. Um, yeah, I developed it. Um, I was really heavy into addiction for a long time with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And it was, my doctor said it was just a way I figured out of trying to cope with all the stress. And now, it, like, I've done it for years. And it's just like you say, like, I focus on my beard. And I'll pull, like, just entire bald patches completely out of my beard. Wow. wow. I'm really heavily stressed. Hmm. And so are you pulling, like, a single hair at a time or are you taking a clump yeah yeah like a single hair at a time and then one of the compulsions too is like um kind of like and a lot of people i hear do this like you put it in your mouth and you play with it and then that's pretty much the thing right yep okay and how long have you uh, uh been dealing with this mike probably about a good seven or eight years have you looked into any kind of treatment or feel that you need treatment for it 
Um, actually, it's slowed down a good bit because um, I've actually just yesterday I celebrated 18 months of sobriety. Nice, hey. there you go, dude. Nice, huge man. accomplishment. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, but after I got treatment, it actually slowed down quite a bit. All right. Okay. Uh, hopefully that continues. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Mike. Right on. Got a bunch of people uh, calling in with this. Uh, I'm going to go to Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Good morning. Good morning. I love you guys. Aww. And we, we love, love you. you. What's up, Carrie? <laughs> My sister has this, trichotillomania. She pulls her eyelashes out. Oh, my She'll goodness. She'll just start pulling at her eyelashes. My sister barely has any eyelashes. That sounds She's painful. Like, I've mean, never that, done that before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, honestly, she uh, it's just an obsessive-compulsive disorder. She just will sit there and pull on her eyelashes. I think she just likes how it feels. And my my poor sister, she's very self-conscious about it. She doesn't live around here. Uh-huh. Uh, but she doesn't really have many eyelashes. Okay. So I assume that's a cascade effect. That that might cause someone to be agoraphobic or, or they don't want to go out in public or... Is that the yeah. the case? She not as much. You know, my sister tried getting false eyelashes at one time because she didn't want to. You know, she tries to wear eye makeup to try and you know, make, you know, right offset it. it. Right. Huh. Well, it's um, horrible. It is. Yeah. It's sad. It's just something. I mean, she's very self conscious about it, but she just can't seem to help it. I think it's just anxiety, and and mm. it's like uh, other callers said, a stress reliever. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. And I'm wondering what uh, you know treatments are for something like that. If you, if it's causing you a problem or you're right. concerned about it, I'm gonna go to Paul next. Hey, Paul. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Ah, what's up, Paul? You good? Hey, uh, same here like the previous guys. I uh, periodically will pull out my beard, especially during times of high stress. Okay. Um, I go through cycles where once the ball spot starts to grow, as my beard grows longer, it kind of covers it up. But then as I continue to pull, the bald spot grows, and I will have to eventually shave it. Hmm. When I do shave it, my hand trick uh, will move to either I go down to my chest hair sometimes or my eyebrows. Okay. So I try to prevent it, but, you know. Yeah. Is it something you've ever wanted to seek treatment for? Uh, I brought it up with um, my uh, mental health providers at times, and they would tell me that the medication I'm currently on will help it. And I find it's more of a stress thing. So if I uh, take uh, a lot of self-care and lower my stress levels, that I don't helps. do it as much. Okay. So uh, I assume you're experiencing pain as you're yanking these out, correct? Uh, well, <laughs> sometimes, yes, but at this time, I guess, like, well, I, I've been doing it for maybe about 20 years, yeah. give or take, and um, I'm used to it. I yeah. generally focus on, like, the same areas, uh, more around my chin or, you know, and then um, I guess, like, the hair follicles that do grow back are um, thinner and softer than previous because they don't, it's it's not as painful unless, like, I go to an area where I haven't previously picked. Right. Is there a chance you can you can have permanently bald areas after doing that for a while? Definitely, yeah. I do have a couple spots on my chin that I'm not sure if they just don't grow back or if I pick them mostly. But I, I notice that if I keep shaving and try to, like, get rid of the beard picking and let the hair grow back, that I still will have uh, a a uh, permanent bald spot on my chin. There's a couple of them. Okay. Will you will you get anxious if, if in other words, if you were to shave completely and, and you know, like a normal shave, would you be anxious that you didn't have that fallback stress reliever? 
Believe it or not, my hand will go to my chin out of habit. But once I feel the skin instead of the hair, it'll go immediately down to my chest or up to my eyebrow. So you're not stopping. You'll find hair someplace. Yeah, generally, if I'm like at that point of stress, then yeah, I'll probably wind up pulling something. I don't. I don't mean to be. uh, But but have you ever gone for the pubes? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because it's a hair source. Yeah. Yeah. Once in you know what? It's funny you ask. I got an answer once in a while that has happened. Yeah. Well, I'll find myself like. You know, sitting there after a shower, what yeah. have you, talking in the detail, and then, you know, you wind up, like, well, what am I doing here? You know, <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> That's a last resort, Paul. <laughs> right. The right, the right thing to do. <laughs> well, I, I hope it right. gets better for you. Thanks for the call, Paul. All right, let me go to a psychologist who treats uh, trichotillomania. Hi, Shane. Good morning. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, Shane. Okay, so <laughs> you have, uh, you've helped people with this issue before? Yeah, um, both my wife and I are certified in CBIT, which is Cognitive Behavioral Intervention for Ticks. And that is, uh, uh, trichotillomania is a tick. Okay, okay, Nick had had mentioned that, okay. Yeah, it's classified as something called body-focused repetitive behavior. Hmm. Wow. So, All right, and yeah. is do, do I'm, I'm sure there's a, a variety of of, uh, of techniques that can be used to, to help people out. And is it is are there are there medical or there uh, uh, compensating things that people can do? There are some medical interventions. There are some some medications that seem to be effective, but therapy really is. You have to change the behavior. You really have to put something else in the way mm. of the picking. Give someone else a, a coping strategy that does not involve picking. So you're and recommending. It's not just, your recommendation would be to not to not immediately jump to a chemical solution and and as you say do an organic changing of the way you're approaching this. Yeah, I'd probably seek therapy first. All and right. If if the therapy isn't doing it, then we'll refer you to a psychiatrist, and you can go the medical route too. Sometimes in tandem, they work the best. What 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 are some of the? And we got to take a break here. But what what are some of the um, uh, diversions, so to speak, that you might give them? Oh, you could do anything. Um, it, you could give them uh, knitting would work. Anything using their hands uh, that is not picking. How really about getting a job in a salon? Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Pick other people's <laughs> yeah, hands. Yeah, right? You don't use scissors. You're yeah. just pulling it out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, it, it's it's got to be a weird thing. Is there is there an element uh, that would be linear to, like, self-mutilation in this, like people who are cutters? Uh, they're really too completely different okay things, okay the 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 tick, the tick is absent-minded it's just a habit that is mm-hmm. that is formed over the years to cope right. with things and sometimes when you're doing it you're not anxious about anything you're just not thinking about anything you're no, doing it do. yeah yeah so. i can be like you know nail biting can be for nervous reasons and other times it can be just i'm just doing this you yeah. know what i mean yeah, yeah, just something to stimulate. Mm. There's a circuit in the brain that needs stimulation, and that's oh. why the behaviors repeat. It's like me with the, the, the mag light and the rectal thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't help yourself. Yeah. You can't help yourself. Shane? That's another, that's another thing altogether. <laughs> yeah, we'll set up a session with you and Steve. Thank you, Shane. <laughs> Sounds right. good. Have a good one. We'll see you. All right. Where's anyway. the flashlight? But, uh, yeah, Amy Schumer. It's been her, quote, unquote, you know, yeah. dark, dark secret. Uh, and she's recently uh, come out with the fact that, yes, she has uh, trichotillomania. And I, I, she hasn't um, commented on how she has a handle on it or anything like that, but it has been a problem in her life at some point. <laughs> Interesting. All right, well, thanks for your calls. we got to take a break. Uh, we're going to come back in a moment, and we will get to Bizarre File Stories, and we have more on the way as well. New Word of the Week, Prize. I'll tell you about that when we get back. Stay with us. 
MM Arch Madness may seem like a friendly competition. You wanted the best. Yes. But some DJs were playing dirty. Oh, Preston, I know that you're pissed about that one. Watch the full draft now on WMMR.com. All right, let's do Bizarre File. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. All right, brought to you this morning by Natural Lawn of America. It is safer for your lawn kids and pets, and you can schedule their full-service program and get free seeding every single year. Call 800-FREE-SEEDS. Natural Lawn of America, greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. We had some people do some crazy stuff over the weekend. We hit that already in the first Bizarre File, and it continues in this one. This is scary, man. A Utah maintenance technician was arrested after his supervisor at the feed mill where he works found what looks like a hit list on his desk with more than a dozen co-workers listed as targets. What's this? Oh, these are the people I'm going to kill. Yeah, it goes into great detail. Kevin Michael German, a U.S. Army veteran who claims to have served in Iraq, is charged with making terroristic threats, which is a felony. German said, a cop said, had the... Firearms knowledge and experience to carry out the plan that he'd written down on paper, especially with his military background. That plan, the affidavit reads as follows. So this is what he had written down. Bring 9mm with three clips equals 36 rounds. Bring 9mm assault rifle with two extended clips equals 20 rounds. Bring Smith & Wesson 22 caliber with extended mags. Three equals 65 rounds. First, take out two in shop. Two. Then take out whoever is in loadout. Two. Then the mineral office, three. Jeez. Then whoever is in the hand area, two or three. Next, take out skid loader operator, one. Then the office, take out three. Then one in CUG loadout. 14 total kills. Have to take out internet so no calls from landline. Build cell jammer so signals could be jammed. If police arrive, take a position high up to snipe. Use 308 for this. Pick up milk. Uh, pick up milk on the way home. Uh, German called out sick on Thursday, after which his manager discovered the note and called 911. Well, that's a, that's a specific plan there. The affidavit said Jeff stated that Kevin had been acting strange lately. Jeff stated that Kevin has been wanting to work alone and said that two days ago Kevin flew a drone around the work area. Mm. Jeff stated he then received another call from Kevin, and Kevin stated he was feeling better and wanted to come to work. Jeff stated it's not normal behavior. Police are currently sitting in front of Kevin's house and witness Kevin exiting a vehicle not registered to him and entering his house. Police got a warrant. They searched his home and vehicles. Uh, they found multiple firearms, inclu- firearms including three 9mm handguns with extended magazines, numerous shotguns, and an assault rifle. Uh, German complied with the arresting officers and was uh, driven to the sheriff's office for questioning. Uh, he told investigators that he wrote the note on Wednesday during his lunch break. He tried to explain that he was, quote, thinking about what would happen if they had a mass shooting and said that he had recently read an article about mass shootings. However, Jermaine insisted, German insisted that the uh, note was, quote, just words written on a piece of paper and that he hadn't actually prepared for a mass shooting. Kevin, I have to say I am impressed that you wrote your murder list on your time. <laughs> At the same, we think your management was yeah. Uh, at the same time, police stated in the affidavit that uh, German had knowledge and means to carry out the attack as he had written it. Uh, he's being held without bail as a substantial uh, danger. I mean, that's that's a full plan. That's a guy. Everything could, guy could yeah. have done it. He he could have and, and had somebody not stumbled across that. We could have been hearing about. Thank God he left it out on his desk. He's what an idiot. Mm-hmm. All right, how about this? 
Three boys in Bolivia learned the hard way that with great power comes fevers, tremors, and muscle pains oh, no. as they tried to inherit the powers of Spider-Man by letting a black widow spider bite oh, them. No. Oh, come on. Like the, the commercial, the... Uh... What is the, the the insurance commercial where he attempts the same thing and ends up on a gurney? The boys the boys are eight, ten, and twelve years old. Ugh. Fortunately, they didn't succumb to the uh, incident and were released from the hospital a week later. They San, should, sans superpowers. Yeah, they should have exposed themselves to gamma radiation. Yeah. Preston, right? According to a report from the Ministry of Health, uh, the three boys were herding goats when an eight-legged inspiration struck as they discovered a spider whose black and red markings reminded them of the superhero. Mm. Unaware of the creature's potent venom, they decided to poke the spider with a stick in an attempt to goad it into biting them. The angry black widow took the bait and bit all three boys who were later found crying by their mother. They left out a critical aspect of this whole thing. Was not that spider irradiated? Right. They didn't know. Uh, she rushed the boys to a nearby health center where, uh, as no medication seemed to be improving their condition, it was determined that they should be transferred to a hospital. By the time they reached the hospital, uh, they were experiencing fevers, tremors, and muscle pains. Am I Spider-Man yet? <laughs> After a week of treatment, the boys were eventually discharged from the hospital and sent home to recover from their less-than-marvelous adventure. <laughs> Officials uh, reported the incident as a lesson for parents to be careful because for children, everything is real. Movies are real. Dreams can be real. And they are the illusion of our lifetime. Uh, so they got lucky. They, it could have killed them. If they Absolutely. left untreated, it could have killed them. All right, here's a follow-up story from this crazy story last week. Uh, the boater who rescued a jet skier from drowning in South Carolina in a South Carolina lake and then fatally shot him, had no choice after the man went berserk. The victim's friend told investigators this guy had to do it. Okay. So the guy, the, the, the girl that was with this guy right. even said, well, here, she, she yeah. said her name is Hannah Ayer. She was 19 years old. She said nothing worked. Say, speaking of trying to calm down Drew Morgan, uh, and she said John had to just shoot him. She was talking about the stranger, John Dotson, who was 74 years old. She credited him with saving her life after she and Morgan fell off a jet ski. So the sheriff's office previously announced that Dotson would not be charged with Morgan's death. Ayers said that Morgan became belligerent and violent as the good Samaritan who was fishing with his wife, Deborah, spotted the pair struggling in the water and pulled the two under their pontoon. She said, Drew was my friend. And I will mourn him as my friend, but I will never understand the way he was acting that day. It's like a demon possessed his body. In my eyes, there was no question that John had to shoot to protect himself and his wife. Well, that's the friend saying that. Yeah, she said he will be my hero for life because if it wasn't for him, I would have drowned in the water that day. Harris told investigators that Morgan had invited her to go jet skiing and look at waterfalls that day. But when she met up with him, he was clearly drunk and slurring his words. Mm. Morgan began speeding on the jet ski and took a sharp turn, ejecting them both into the water. Neither of them had on life vests. And apparently she was a poor swimmer, which is pretty dumb to be on a jet ski without a vest on. But she could barely stay above the water as the jet ski had circled nearby. Uh, the Dotson spotted the pair in distress, rescued them. And then uh, he apparently, uh, Morgan became agitated, cursed at the couple, then shoved the elderly wife, all while demanding they take him back to his jet ski. She said there was snot and foam streaming from his nose and mouth. Uh, I don't like snot. A wild melee ensued, and Morgan choked John and Deborah Dodson as he tried to take control of the boat, breaking the kill switch and making the vessel inoperable. All Drew cared about was getting his jet ski back, Ayers said. Uh, she started hitting Morgan to, help, to get him to stop assaulting the couple, and finally she shoved him off the boat. Her, his it friend. was her. All right. All right. But the Dotsons pulled the combative man back into the pontoon. They should have thrown him a vest. Yeah, left. that's what I would you have know? done. Uh, and the conflict escalated again. 
Uh, Dotson Get said, my jet ski out your mouth. <laughs> he put old Will Smith on him. Uh, but John Dodson said he fired a warning shot and repeatedly. He, he's done everything possible. And then he was hitting the guy with the gun. He was pistol whipping him because uh, the guy was grabbing his arm. But then the man wouldn't back down. So he shot him in the chest. <laughs> It sounds like he had nothing. He had no other choice. And Deborah, they would have died. The wife began performing CPR, but he no longer had a pulse. And deputies arrived. So uh, officials executed a search warrant on Morgan's uh, pickup truck. They recovered empty cans of Michelob Ultra in the front, marijuana and drug paraphernalia, including a bong, pipes, and a blunt, but nothing more than that. And they're awaiting toxicology reports. But apparently, he went just berserk. Something wild. Yeah. Yeah. Snapped is, yeah. the, is the word. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. We're going to break. When we return, we'll have something to give away in the form of the lesson question. Let's see if you've been paying attention. Unis, take us to see Tom Segura. Ooh. Nice. So we'll do that, and we'll do trash and music news as well. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Fancy. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Foo Fighters on 93.3 WMMR, of course, and walk. The Preston and Steve Show 1021. We're playing nothing but uh, Foo Fighters songs this morning. And Pierre Robert is going to have a three-hour block. Do I understand that correct? That's Nick? correct, yeah. And then uh, dive back into an interview we had with Taylor uh, seven or eight years ago as well. Uh, still just hard to... Hard to think that happened. Yeah. Just uh, so much more to go. Uh, but uh, we'll cover musically. It's what we do here at MMR, and we are uh, happy to do that. Not happy for the reason, but we are happy to share all that fantastic music uh, that we've gotten for, through the years. It is uh, It's therapeutic to yeah. share that with other people. Can be. All right, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to be giving away as a prize pair of tickets to see Mr. Tom Segura, who's going to be at the Hard Rock Hotel Casino in Atlantic City on Saturday, August 27th. And the question we have to go with, uh, the guy who shot himself in the testicles called down to the front desk and asked them, can you send up some extra what? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you were listening. It was in the 8 o'clock hour. The guy who shot himself in the testicles called down to the front desk and asked him, can you send up some extra what? 215-263-WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get into them stories. Steve, what's happening this morning? All right, Jason Momoa's motorcycle broke down while on a ride with friends in Malibu on Thursday. Fortunately, since he was by the ocean, Momoa had the bike repaired by an octopus. He's Aquaman, you know. (laughs) Pete Davidson posting a picture of a new tattoo in honor of his girlfriend, Kim Kardashian, which reads, my girl is a lawyer. Davidson also got a tattoo that reads, I have a zit on my chin, and everyone is wondering which will remain relevant longer. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, the very notorious private island owned by Jeffrey Epstein is up for sale, and it is proving difficult to unload. 
The real, realtors only confounded the issue by offering to throw in Harvey Weinstein's used robe collection. Oh, <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. All right, we'll see if someone knows the answer to this question. Keep in mind, he had to have been listening. That's why we yeah. asked this question. Uh, the guy who shot himself in the testicles called down to the front desk and asked him, can you send up some extra what? 215-263-WMMR. And I will go to Rich and see if he knows the answer. Hey, Rich. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, sir. All right, Rich, the guy called down and wanted some extra. Towels. Towels. Yeah, you got it. Hang on, Rich. Up here, tickets to see our friend Mr. Tom Segura, Saturday, August 27th, Hard Rock Hotel, Casino, Atlantic City. Tickets are on sale now, hardrockhotelatlanticcity.com for complete details. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Blah, blah, blah. Brought to you this morning by uh, King Shooter Supply in Orange. Now open Sundays, 12 noon to 6 p.m. in their full-service gun store. You can buy, sell, trade, all sorts of accessories. In addition to an indoor range with classes and training, King Shooter's King of Prussia. So we're going to start with uh, Taylor Hawkins, obviously. And the fact that he was uh, pronounced dead over the weekend, Friday night into Saturday morning. And it, as of now, it appears to be an overdose. He was 50 years old. He was found dead in his hotel room in Bogota, Colombia. The van was booked to play that night. According to a statement issued by the official office of Attorney General of Colombia, after preliminary toxicology reports, a report that found 10 substances, including marijuana, uh, tricylic antidepressants, uh, benzo, uh, benzodiazepines, and opioids in his bloodstream. Uh, the Secretary of Health was quoted as stating an ambulance was sent to the band's hotel and that Hawkins was suffering chest pains. So do we know conclusively that you said that he was found dead there or did he make it to the hospital? It didn't say in okay. these stories, but uh, he was, you know, yeah, all I know yeah. is he was suffering chest pains. They started working on him at the, at the uh, hotel. Uh, he is said to have had a heart that weighed double that of men his age, weighing at least 600 grams, uh, double the average of three to 350 grams. Uh, the Colombian newspaper Semana reported Hawkins suffered cardiovascular collapse after binging on a cocktail of drugs. And that's mm. what the newspaper is saying. Yeah. So we'll have to wait for any more reports uh, that come back and uh, and what they have to say. Uh, a little bit about um, Taylor's life. He was born Oliver Taylor Hawkins, February 17, 1972, in Fort Worth, Texas. Raised in the exclusive enclave of Laguna, California. He's survived by his wife, Allison, and their three children, Oliver, Annabelle, and Everly. All uh, along with the Foo Fighters, uh, Taylor Hawkins was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by Paul McCartney in 2021. Uh, he was born, uh, you know, obviously he was, I said he was born in Texas, raised in California, but he was broke out in the national scene as Alanis Morissette's touring drummer on her massive world tour behind that 1995 blockbuster Jagged Little Pill. <laughs> Uh, and then since joining Foo Fighters in 1997, he performed on the band's classic run of albums, uh, There's Nothing Left to Lose in 99, followed by One by One, In Your Honor, Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace, Wasting Light, Sonic Highways, St. Cecilia, Concrete and Gold, and most recently, Medicine at Midnight, which came out last year. Uh, in 2006, he had uh, released a trio of albums with his solo set, Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. And in 2014, formed the cover band Chevy Metal. Uh, last year, he was speaking with Kerrang! Magazine and shed light on coming of age in the late 1970s and early 80s. He admitted that he 
still considers that era's drummers his primary inspirations. He said it was such a good time to be influenced by drummers. I would steal stuff wholesale from Neil Peart licks to Phil Collins and Alex Van Halen. Even the stuff that was on the radio, there was so much good music. Even the bad music was good way back then. (laughs) Over the years, Dave and Taylor had uh, played with some of their heroes, including Queen, Rush, Paul McCartney, Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page, and John Paul Jones, just to name a few. Uh, Taylor, a while back, said that uh, it's the ultimate charge playing alongside his musical idols. He said, not only do you get to just pinch yourself, like, wow, I'm in the room with this person, but you also get to kind of try and soak up a little bit of what they do musically, you know? He said, it's neat, it's really amazing, and to really get to be in the presence of greatness when you're with people like that. Um, He had spoken about, and in fact, it was last year in an interview, about his 2001 drug overdose, which he had in London. Uh, he said that, uh, you know, the thing is, I spent my 20s trying to remain a child, and then I spent my 30s trying to become an adult, and it was a wild time. It was I was a wild idiot, he said, out of my mind, and wasn't really ready to try and grow up a bit. Uh, and I realized, you know, that that's uh, kind of important now. Um, and thought he had gotten past all uh, that. Yeah, you know. we all did, yeah. Yep. And he also said that... Um, Speaking about uh, playing, he said that even uh, though even though he spent years on the road, he still gets nervous before going on stage. He said the drummer's got the hardest job, man. He said the drummer falls apart at any given moment, you're done. The band, it's over. Sounds awful. You have to start again. So, I mean, I feel a lot more pressure behind the drums, even though that's all I've been doing my whole life is I play drums. And I still have massive stage fright every night, he said. Uh, the uh, rock and roll community poured in with their tributes to him, with the biggest of the big, big saying things. Mick Jagger said so incredibly sad to hear the passing of Taylor Hawkins. My thoughts are with him and his family and his band at this time. Stuart Copeland said this is tragic news. Taylor was a force of life and with a forward momentum that seemed unstoppable. He was all energy and cheerful enthusiasm. It's inconceivable that he's gone. Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson said, We are so very shocked and saddened to hear the devastating news of the sudden passing of our musical brother, Taylor Hawkins. He was such an incredibly positive source of music, energy, and love, and a true artist to his very core. There are simply no words to adequately express just how much he will be missed by all, including Alex, myself, and the entire Rush family. And that was signed Getty Lee. (laughs) Jimmy Page wrote, On this day, I learned the sad news that Taylor Hawkins had passed. I had... Seen and heard Taylor play the drums many times with Foo Fighters. He's shown with his powerful role in the band. After the Led Zeppelin show at the O2, I was invited to play at Wembley Stadium with the Foo Fighters June 7th, or on 7th of June 2008. We played rock and roll with Taylor on turbocharged vocals and Dave on drums. And then for Ramble On, they swapped with Taylor on drums and Dave on vocals. We put in some serious versions of these two songs. It was so good to play with them. Uh, and I really admire him. He was a brilliant musician. His technique, his energy, and, and spirited enthusiasm. On this sad day, I would like to send my condolences to his family, his band members, the Foo Fighters, and his fans. And it goes on and on. Everybody from uh, Stevie Nicks to Joe Perry, Brian Wilson, John Fogarty, Paul Stanley, Brian May, Joe Walsh, Ringo Starr, Ozzy, Tony Iommi, uh, Travis Barker, Alex, uh, uh, Axel Rose. I mean, just everybody. Yeah. Everybody. And um, so they're about to kick off a North American tour. I, they were supposed to be here in Philly on July 24th. Well, you know, obviously hear what the plan is, you know, moving forward. But I don't know. I, I don't even know what to expect from that. 
whether or not they cancel the tour altogether it's, to have somebody um it depends step in yeah it depends they can they mm-hmm. can they can have someone step in it would be it, it wouldn't be hard to find somebody who would be willing to do that and able to do that but it's all dave man mm-hmm. i mean it's it's how how does he want to do this number 1 he's got to get over the shock and grief yeah. and if he does is it is it Stopping, at least for the time being, or maybe for good, out of respect and honor of Taylor, or is it carry on out of respect and honor for Taylor? Mm-hmm. Either one of those works, but it all depends on what he is able to do. Not necessarily right. what he's willing to do, but what he's able to do. You he's know what I mean? In the embryonic stages of processing all this. Yeah, and whether or not the band carries on at all, uh, much less this tour, uh, is up in the air, obviously. So we shall see. Another couple quick stories. Um, this was kind of weird. A tour bus on Corn's current U.S. tour uh, with Code Orange and Chevelle was reportedly hit by a single bullet last week in Davenport, Iowa. Huh. Uh, three bands are playing uh, Saginaw, Michigan on Wednesday uh, before having a day off on Thursday, or they were. And according to TMZ, the bus was struck by a bullet outside of a hotel in Davenport. They must hate this bus. A source <laughs> said that the bullet went through the bus's exterior and landed inside the cabin itself, but no one was on board the bus when the shooting occurred. No further details. Someone doesn't done. like these cans of oil. <laughs> From the jerk. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Shinedown announced uh, the Planet Zero World Tour with special guest Jelly Roll. I think we already mentioned this, and we already... Uh, release that sounds really familiar. Yeah, I always and, like to hear the the word jelly roll. And uh, John Harvey and uh, tickets are available now. LiveNation.com. They will be playing Hershey on April fifteenth, and they will be playing the waterfront. Uh, what's it called again? Waterfront uh, Music Pavilion. Music Pavilion in Camden on September eleventh. By the way, uh, so if you did not know that, the information is now available. Uh, and this was sad to see, but uh, Genesis is done. Yeah. The legendary band played its final show on Saturday night at London's O2 Arena. Although co-founding frontman Peter Gabriel was in the crowd and visited backstage with Phil Collins, Tony Banks, and Mike Rutherford, he never took the stage. That would have been cool. It would have been. It's really cool that he was there at least. I thought they still had tension amongst them. That had that had gone um, away. I may be yeah. wrong. Okay. And I think um, the more the thing was is that, you know, Gabriel has his own thing and uh, Genesis sans Gabriel be- reached its highest commercial success. And so it, that, was an, it was another thing, yeah. I kind of think, you know, and maybe out of respect, maybe Peter did that. I don't know. It's, it's possible also yeah. to, to overshadow. And, and I guess the, the band that uh, maybe you do that if you're going to do it, do it two or three dates prior right. to the final show, and let yeah. the final show yeah. be all about Genesis. And then one last story. Uh, this was uh, weird. A married Talking Heads co-founders, uh, drummer Chris Franz and uh, bassist Tina Weymouth, uh, revealed they were involved in a head-on collision with a drunk driver two weeks ago. Oh, uh, Franz posted on Facebook that he was struck head-on by a drunk driver who was driving on the wrong side of the road. Weymouth is recovering, having suffered three fractured ribs. Ugh. And a fractured sternum as well. That's uh, pretty serious. Yeah. Uh, he said, Tina's in a lot of pain, but uh, she's going to get better with time. I give thanks to our guardian angels and to the Ford Motor Company for building a car that protected us from getting killed. There's your commercial. Steve, recently I watched uh, Stop Making Sense. Yes. Uh, I'd never seen it. I'd seen yeah. parts of it. I watched the whole thing. Right. It is Fantastic. Yeah, I've seen it a number of times. I found it uh, on on a streaming service yeah. on, on demand, and 
you know, I, like I said, I'd seen some right. songs performed, but I watched the whole thing. With the big coat and the whole, oh, yeah, the jacket. And it, all was that stuff. it was wonderful. Great. Just uh, musicianship-wise, it was excellent. Tina Weymouth is a much better bassist than I realized. Huh. So, uh, yeah, if you get a chance and you've never seen that before, it's a it's a real uh, awesome uh, live musical performance. It's not just a concert. It's a little more than that. All right, and there you go, and that will wrap our music news. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. I told you I'd tell you about the Word of the Week prize, and I forgot to do that. Uh, Four-pack of front-row tickets uh, for the, and, and also the uh, pit passes for Monster Jam, April 16th at Lincoln Financial Field. So we'll get the letter of the day for that when we return. Make sure you stay with us. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Foo Fighters on 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. Played that one last because that is Marissa's favorite Foo Fighters song. And uh, obviously we lost Taylor Hawkins, and we spent a lengthy time discussing that. And more of that to, to come, obviously. And more tributes as well. MMR Madness has... Uh, been suspended for the day. Uh, Foo Fighters are obviously in MMR Madness and Casey was letting me know that Struts are going to be who they're taking on next, Case, and it'll yep. probably be tomorrow. Uh, but Pierre is going to have a special block of music from Foo Fighters uh, coming up in a little while. So, uh, no guests uh, to thank on the show today. Uh, so I'll get that out of my mouth and I won't uh, <laughs> mention that ever again. Get the guest names out your mouth. My wife's name out your f- I will. I'm going to. Okay. Going to. That was it. All right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, anyhow, I guess we need to do the letter of the day. And fortunately, we have the man who has kept that letter under lock and key all weekend long in the studio, ready to reveal it at this very moment. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we do the letter? Sure. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... L is in love that Will Smith professed <laughs> that he was full of after he had hit... Oh, right. Uh, what's Chris his Robin. name? Yeah. On the stage. Yeah, Here. he's a vessel of love. He's a vessel of love. Yeah. God has called me to be the thing of love. <laughs> he raves uh, half an hour after he hits... I know. The guy in the face. Get the correct observation of hypocrisy out your mouth. Thank you. Uh, I mean, are you kidding? Well, I think, one moment. Let me let me mention we have a four-pack of front row tickets and four early access pit passes for Monster Jam Saturday, April 16th. Lincoln Financial Field Monster Jam is the big leagues of monster truck competition where you'll witness the best drivers in the world and the most popular trucks tear it up in the dirt in intense competitions of speed and skill. 
April 16th at the link, and uh, tickets are on sale now, monsterjam.com. And there's a lot of words. You'll be there. You'll be there, I'm sure. I was, yeah. Fun to be there. So... Yeah, it was it was crazy on the Oscars, wow. right? I, well, it, I, I just didn't think it was a very good broadcast to begin with. Uh, there were some great moments in it, it's, and it's got to be brutally difficult to host a show like that. Mm. But the three ladies, I thought it was tough. It was tough. I agree. And um, you know, there were some good moments that they had, but I mean, it, I mean, why don't they just cut the small talk? Keep it straight. I, and, I, I was and saying, why the same do they thing. give these? These actors and actresses, these lines to do these I know. that are supposed to be funny. That they never deliver are. them poorly. They're great actors, but I c- only, I c- only a handful can pull it off. Do- and and so they, they did make some good adjustments. They, they adopted some things that work for the Golden Globes that uh, made it quicker. I thought that was good. Three Listen, hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> that's what killed me. Yeah. And then at the end. That's quicker? God, ble- God bless. The actual, yeah. So the actual award sequences, yeah, oh, that's you, that's very common in the Oscars. But I but know, but I mean, you said end, you, it made it quicker, and the it, show it was made, it made the three velocity. hours and 40 it, it, seconds. <laughs> it made the, the the way that it moved along better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. They just jammed it full of stuff that was sort of unnecessary, like yeah. surveys and uh, right. so on and so forth. That said, okay, I, I felt... But certainly it got gummed up with Will's super long speech when he was doing the Mia Culpa for bitch slapping Chris Rock. And then they brought out, God bless old Hollywood, and I love Liza Minnelli, but Jesus Christ, that was not the way to go at the end of that. Yeah. Bringing her out. But it was moment after moment of strangeness, but some good moments, but there you go. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, I mean, to me that pales, obviously, in comparison to the the Taylor news, which came... um, Jackie and I had been texting at the end of his show. Um, no, yeah. Well, he we had a hockey game on. That's right, right Friday right. night. Uh, but he had been texting, did you hear my hour and a half? <laughs> and I, I had missed his hour and a half uh, from 7 to 9 or whatever when the hockey game started. And then he texts me at 11. I'm getting home from the gym, and he texts me and and with the Foo Fighters announcement. And I go, what? And, and then... I started looking it up, and then uh, Ryan runs the hockey game, uh, usually with Pancake. I think Pancake was off Friday night. Um, and then Sydney was coming on, and one of you made reference to the fact uh, that she was due to do the overnight show from midnight to 6. And I had only done about five or six shows here. Um, so, uh, you know, is finding her legs and her personality on the air and is a very nice lady and is, is sounding great. Um, and then, so Ryan stayed on for two and a half hours more with Sydney, and it was interesting because um, a station that you would think would carry it is on tape um, that would do coverage of that, and and most of their shows are voice tracked and on tape. So that station you couldn't count on, and no other station plays the Foo Fighters like we do. So the only place a fan could turn in Philly was to MMR. And we have this sort of uh, community center-like uh, ability to draw people in because uh, you want to go somewhere yep. when you hear some like, you know, you want a new, you, like you said, Preston, you want to know what happened. Wait a minute. I got to know what was it when anybody dies. Right. Wait a minute. Where were they? What, is, what was going on? What was yeah. happening? Which was my immediate thoughts. And I, I feared that it might be uh, drugs because he'd had that incident in 2001. Uh, but um, anyway... And but Ryan came on uh, with Sydney, and they did a beautiful uh, two and a half hours. I I was up till three listening to them uh, from about midnight to three, 
And uh, then he signed off and she carried on. But the two of them were spectacular. I called in about um, quarter to one and did a, a piece with them. Jackie was still here, even though he was off at nine o'clock. He was still here doing God knows what. And he came on about 2.15 and they were putting calls on from listeners, which is so important. Uh, not just to read text, but to actually put calls on. Mm-hmm. They were putting calls on, and it was a really beautiful tribute. So uh, strong credit to uh, Ryan, who was brilliant, and Sydney, who was brilliant. They did a great job yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. covering the beginning of it, and then we continued it throughout the weekend. Right, right. And you're going to continue that today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we'll <laughs> go noon to three is what we'll do. I was going to do, uh, well, we had March Madness, and I was going to do Eagles. I think I'll do a little block of the Eagles before we start that tribute okay. because the Eagles are in town tonight uh, for their return with a full symphony orchestra, which is pretty cool. Um, and tomorrow night we've got Judas Priest uh, over at the Met. But um, what uh, I think we'll do is uh, noon to three, and I interviewed Taylor twice, once after he got the role of Iggy Pop in that CBGB's movie, mm. I forget what it was called, um, with, that featured the, uh, what was the guy that ran CBGB's, Hill, Hilly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilly Slovak? I think that's it, yeah. Um, and there was a movie on his life, and various people played parts, and it was a great piece of casting when they put uh, Taylor in as Iggy Pop. I think Hillel Slovak was the guitarist Hill- for Red Hot Chili Peppers, though. So. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Is that what I said? No, you said Hilly Slovak. I don't, I don't know if... Um, yeah, Nick's going to look it up right now. We'll, we'll get that. At any rate, yes, you're correct. Forgive that. Uh, Crystal. Hilly Crystal. There you go. And Alan Rickman played him. That's right. Hilly Crystal? Yeah, okay. kind of like Billy Crystal, okay. but Hilly Crystal. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, so I interviewed him during that when he got the role for that part. And then I interviewed him um, on another occasion. Uh, M- Marissa and I went to see Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders at the North Star Bar. Wow. And there was maybe 150 people there. <clears throat> wow. And um, uh I said, let's go say hello to him. She goes, do you think? And I go, yeah. And we just went right backstage. There was no security. There was nobody. And he's just hanging out there with his band. And um, I started talking to him. I said, listen, I'd I'd really love to interview you. And he said, I can't do it now. But if you come to New York in a couple days, we could do it there. I said, sure. And so I went on a train a couple days later, went up and spent an hour with him uh, in New York City. So I've got a long extended interview with him, and we will run pieces of that uh, over the course of um, uh, the 12 to 3 tribute. So, okay, excellent. And w- I want to try to find some other, you know, songs uh, that he sang on. Like we've got his last performance of Queen, Somebody to Love, which was done the last time he sang it in in uh, Colombia or in, in South America. They were due to play um, Lollapalooza in Brazil, I think it was, on Sunday night. Uh, obviously, that was canceled. That would have been last night. And there were to have been on the Grammys April 3rd. Um, and, you know, and then there is that, you know, will they tour? I, I tend to think they will, by the way, because um, the Stones did after Charlie died, and that happened right um, before the tour. I think that they will, but who knows? Um and so we'll play, we'll do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, okay. It's a lot, but right. you'll get it done, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, well, uh, thank you, Pierre. And real quick, before I uh, thank the official sponsors, I want to thank uh, Termini Brothers again yes. for yes. dropping off their yeah. world-famous cannolis this morning. Any left for your old pal? I think there might be some left for your old pal. For your hunting or buddy? Old pal. Yeah, buddy. Okay. That's right, Hoss. We got right. it for you. Right. <laughs> uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And finally, by Acme Market, you can get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Tomorrow's Tuesday, we'll give away some President's Eve Tattoo Love with Tattoos Day. And we'll also have our friend, Mr. Adam Goldberg, on the program. We haven't talked to Adam in a little while, so we'll see what's up in his world. That's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Buddy, it's good to have you on the bat, bat, two, bat, two,